uh, Corona False Alarm Facts and Figures, joins us now, award-winning researcher, retired microbiologist, Dr. Sukrit Bakadi. Uh, doctor, thank you for getting up early for all of us, for uh, all these policies, lockdowns, social distancing. Uh, which, in your view, has been the most injurious to the public and not suited to the science? The looming vaccination. The if, you did, if you didn't understand him, this, this, take, this takes Laura aback. Right. He's like, what? What? The, the vaccination? What, what, what's the question again? Wait, did I ask the right question? I don't know if there's a disconnect. Listen to her question again. The most injurious to the public and not suited to the science. The most injurious to the public and not suited to the science. His answer? The looming vaccination. The va so the vaccination, well, so on the issue of the vaccination, we'll get to that in a moment. But on the social distancing and the masks, just focusing on that for a moment. Oh, he's not even interested. No. This guy is not interested in anything having to do with masks, not anything to do with social distancing. He doesn't care. He's focused on one thing. Watch his singular focus. And he's got a book out, which we'll talk about uh, later on. Which of those two in your research and your work has been the most bis displaced? Both. Both have. Not, not at all Point. backed up by the science. Zero science. So why, why are they pushing this if zero science? I mean, they'll, they'll show videos of people coughing through masks and without masks, and it's terrifying well, people here in the country. This is something that we, and when I say we, it's um, hundreds and thousands of people uh, are standing up to say, please, all of you, sit down and think about this, read up on this, and then make up your own mind. Don't believe things that people are telling you. Think for yourself and come to your own conclusions. That is why we wrote this book, because all the arguments saying, telling you why what you are doing is absolutely nonsense are in, the, is in that book. Does this guy look like he's trying to murder the world? Is he trying to get you sick? Is he trying to infect in any way, shape, or... No, he's not. He's a retired microbiologist who wrote the book, and let's let him continue. And there's no question that is left open to you. All you have to do is go and read and think. And, Doctor, on the issue of the vaccine, tonight, Anthony Fauci, uh, on this network, actually said that 75% of Americans are going to have to get vaccinated to reach what they call herd immunity. That's 225 million doses. How can you get 225 million Americans to do anything? You can hardly get 70 million to watch the Super Bowl. You can get about 150 to vote. Well, we don't really think it's 150, but there you go. And Fauci's focused, of course, with his good friend Bill Gates on right. vaccinations. Do you? Do you buy that? What utter nonsense. I know that Dr. Fauci is a, a renowned uh, medical scientist and immunologist, but what he says has to be wrong. And this is also what we have taken great lengths to explain in the book. And 
why, you know, someone who says this has not the slightest inkling of the basics of immunology. And this is very, very surprising for someone of Dr. Fauci's standing. And I would dare to defy him anywhere in the world at any time. But I cannot do this in two minutes. Well, so you believe that the COVID vaccine is not necessary? I think it's downright dangerous. And I warn you, if you go along these lines, you are going to go to your doom. And oh. it's so, so... There it is. Right. I don't know that we need to say anything else. We're literally going to inject something in us which was created with a 70 to 75% efficacy rate in some cases, 90 to 95%. They spent literally billions of dollars, perhaps more than $100 billion in developing all of this. We're, we're telling them to push back. I mean, Donald Trump's up against it. They're, they're pushing this as much as they possibly can. But when's the last time we've done something this rush, this necessary? And overall, this is very unnecessary, what we're subjecting ourselves to. Because you know as well as I do, from those who have been infect, impacted and infected with the coronavirus, it's got a 99.95% survival rate. The people, by and large, who generally die from it, 85% of them that we know of have comorbidities that we know of. The other 15%, I've been thinking a lot about that. How do we account for that? Well, let's just put it this way. There's probably a good 15% of people who are saying that they were COVID-19, that the doctors just write them off for an additional $41,000 or $13,000 that the hospital gets paid. Pardon me for getting a little bit cynical, but I think that that's an easy accounting uh, decision to make based upon the percentages. Greg? Eddie, have you looked at what this vaccine, why it's so different than other vaccines? Have you talked about it on the show? I haven't, no. The, the mRNA? No. Most vaccines, I've gotten into this, and it's not my world, but, man, I've been studying this vaccine. Mm -hmm. Why is it 95% effective when every other vaccine out there is, if you're 20 to 40% effective? The flu is right. 35, I mean, sometimes as high as 50 on a good year. Right, and we all know how it works. Uh, they take a dead you know, disease of some kind, and they put it, dead cells thrown in your body, your body responds, and you build up some immunity. That's the whole idea. That's the Jonas Salk polio vaccine. That's right. how it worked. This is not that. I urge your listeners to just Google M, small m, RNA. And you know what, you know what DNA is, you know, dioxyribonucleic acid. <laughs> RNA is the single strand. It's, but it's part of your genetic code. The small m stands for messenger. This was the Bill Gates initiative. What they want to do is teach your genetic code to fight the disease. So it's sending a message to your RNA that when this coronavirus comes, you will do this. What they're doing is they're, they're messing with your genetic code to get these amazing results, but they have absolutely no idea what the long-term effects are. Okay, so you train the RNA in your system to fight corona. What happens after it's killed it? Does it shut off? Or does it just keep fighting something else? 
Does it then turn on your body? We don't know any of these things. And this is why this is so different and why it has to be held at these super sub-zero temperatures. This is not your normal vaccination. This is a genetic alteration to you in order to teach your body to fight this disease. And it's a much different way that has not been tested. And I guess all these people who are so eager to do it, I would say, you guys do it first. You line up all you politicians, all you healthcare workers, or you take this vaccination and we'll watch you for five years, which is how it would normally go down. But Anybody who votes for it should sure. have to take it first. I, I agree. Think. Let's hear this one more time. The vaccine is not necessary? I think it's downright dangerous. And I warn you, if you go along these lines, you are going to go to your doom. Right. And it- so there we go. So this is different than other vaccines. Uh, we're at the edge of our perception in terms of what we understand right. uh, with it. Um, we are now advocating for this vaccine as getting past it. And I think uh, we need to you know, sort of pull back on this for a second and say to ourselves, look, we've got to live with COVID-19. Right. And once you get the coronavirus, once you get COVID-19, right. as we talked last week, and I'm going to play that a little bit later on this evening so everybody can hear that. Just one more time, Dr. Michael Yeadon, who is head right. of the uh, epidemiology uh, over at uh, Pfizer, gave that great talk. You're immune at least for 17 years, if not for the rest of your life, once you get the coronavirus. That's the way it works. And it's very rare, that rare, where people were double infected. And he, he reaffirmed that the people who were double infected likely had a, a, an immunodeficiency disease. Right. Well, and. I've got a client who's in late last week. She has three PhDs in microbiology, something, and virology. She, in the last few years, she's made 30 trips to India studying diseases and you know viruses and what do we do and so on. She was in my office and she was so angry at what we're doing and how she's talking like this guy, but faster. This is an outrage. Everything we're doing is wrong. All of this is bogus. And, you know, if she were just some person from, you know, the Internet or off the street having read stuff, okay, I, I get that. She was really knowledgeable. And Do you think Bill outraged. Gates, uh, who was banned uh, temporarily from India, then allowed back in, and then some of there's some misconstruing, I mean, depending upon where you're learning uh, about that, but he had an impact on the uh, Indian population. It's the country, obviously. Oh, yeah. And killed a bunch of kids. Killed like 170,000, according right. to some reports. So In the name of good intentions. Exactly. And you said, well, we don't know what this is going to do. This mRNA is necessarily going to do. Right. I, I, I know that Bill Gates, before he does anything, including taking the vaccine, and I guarantee he knows what this is going to do. Here's something that was sent to me, and uh, maybe some people might think it's a little bit conspiratorial, uh, but this was... Uh, all about the depopulation, right? You know, this is something that you've we've uh, we, we've talked a little about, and you know, I, I don't want to say too too much, but you know a little something about Bill Gates. We'll just I do. It, we'll, we'll we'll put it that way. You've handled. I you have. Ha- <laughs> okay, we'll leave it. The, leave it right, right yeah, there. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, but I did get to see the world from a different perspective, which I actually consider a blessing. All right, let's so, uh, let's take yeah. a listen to this. Got a thing on the left, CO2 that you want to get to zero, and that's going to be based on the number of people. The services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, 
and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So we're talking about your carbon footprint. Right. They're talking about what you cost to Mother Earth. Okay. CO2 equals people times services times energy times CO2, which is your energy footprint. Let's, uh, let's listen in just a little bit more. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. This is Bill uh, Gates. Probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take... You hear the sinister right. laughs that are happening in the, in the audience? This is a TED Talk. Right? Oh, the very enlightened uh, TED Talk people that are there. Take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. First thing he talks about is what? Population. Population and people. One of these has got to get to zero, he says. Right. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care. Whoa. Did you already hear him allude to it? If we do a really great job on vaccines and health care, uh, shouldn't that be allowing more and more and more and more right. people uh, to go ahead and live on this earth? Well, that just makes sense. It's just easy, easy logic. Keep going. Reproductive health services. We could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Did you just hear that? Did, right. you, did you hear that? Right. I've you heard this said, speech before. Yeah. Right. You could reduce the population by 10 to 15 percent off right. of 9 billion. If we do a really great job with new on vaccines, va va vaccines. Let, let's play that again so you, so you can hear it. To make sure you didn't mishear it. Population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. But people, that's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. But there we see an increase. New vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. But there we see an increase. New vaccines, health care, <laughs> reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. But there we see an increase. We could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. But there we see an increase. Lower that by perhaps 10 There you go. Doesn't matter how many times you hear it, how many times you. It just doesn't sit well with you. No. Vaccines are meant to preserve life. And it seems like they're wanting to go. We talked yesterday about the uh, 2030 agenda. Right. The sustainable uh, development. You heard a part of that uh, yesterday. And that's all about reducing the amount of population. Right. And you may have mentioned this on the air. And this is really conspiratorial, but look up the Deagle report. D-E-A-G-L-E, -E, the Deagle Report. And it's people have wondered where this report has come from, but it is a population estimate out to 2025. It shows a significant decrease in the population of North America. And you just think, well, where do you guys get these numbers? And it goes country by country by country. But again, if your listeners want to do a little bit of research in something that has not gone away and continues to be updated by we're not really sure whom, Check, it, check out the Deagle report, and you'll see depopulation mostly across Western nations, not so much south of the equator. It's, it's a pretty interesting report. Tell us uh, where we're going to uh, pick up off next. I know you wanted to talk about money and uh, some, something oh. that's going to impact uh, everybody. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to see this. Everything you just talked about dovetails with other assaults. Eddie, if you tried to view this through the eyes of a general, 
and you were really viewing this through war, and you saw avenues of approach, I mean, the end game is always power and control over whatever population is left. And so we've got it. We've got the healthcare assault that's really clearly come through this COVID thing, and these these fine doctors were standing up and saying, stop, stop, stop. Well, there was what the Barrington report came out what right. three weeks ago and about how many thousands said this is madness. We must, and yet we're getting no coverage on this. And then you, of course you've got a financial lane. How can you get control of people through their finances? And, and that's we, what's happening right now. I have a theory on that. Okay. Before, before you even no, jump no, into go that, for it. <laughs> and I'll tell you something that happened to me that I think people need to pay attention to. I'm so glad you're bringing this up. I wanted to talk about it, but you know, I'll have you so many day, uh, hours of right. the day and trying to get everything up and running. So we're going to talk about this uh, when we return with Mr. Greg Zanetti, okay. Zanetti Financial, right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. You can, of course, go to abq.fm and abq.am as well. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Share this station with all your friends. with Elevate Jump Packs. Packed with an Elevate t-shirt, socks, cafe cash cards, two-hour jump passes, all packs highly discounted. Order online at elevateyourkids.com. Pick any of our four jump packs at elevateyourkids.com. Call ahead and order $5 pizza for curbside pickup for instant family fun. Elevate Jump Packs and $5 pizzas daily online at elevateyourkids.com. I need something sweet, chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouth-watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. And not just from anywhere, it must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683, 883-3683. Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at The Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At The Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at the Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771-3937. Raw Greens on San Mateo, north of Manal. Come into Raw Greens, all-natural CBD and hemp products for anxiety, stress, sore muscles. Raw Greens topical creams, tinctures, and pet products. Raw Greens online, cbd.theplaceilike.com. 
I don't know how to tell time, but I know it's sunny side up o'clock. Healthy, tasty avocado toast, scrambles, and sunny side up favorites. Sunny Side Up, Manola, Louisiana. Sunny Side Up. Tap to call at sunny.theplaceilike.com. Great news. Ann Matthews Bridal just received the long-awaited Disney Fairy Tale Weddings Collection. Ann Matthews Bridal has been chosen to handle the premiere of this collection right here in Albuquerque. If you're needing a bridal gown, we look forward to showing this collection along with other top designer collections we carry. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's, the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. All right, it is time we put things together. We're going to start with the weather. Again, by weekend time, things should start to improve to about 50 degrees. Right now, pretty much across town, Corrales to the VA hospital, all the way to the Rocket Talk, 42 degrees across town. It was literally right after we got off the air the last, uh, in the last report. An accident did happen on Paseo del Norte, westbound, right at Coors Road. The unfortunate thing is it has backed up traffic very quickly all the way back from 2nd Street, Today, Alameda may be a good alternative route for you. Again, that's Paseo del Norte, westbound right there at the Coors uh, exit. And if you're southbound on I-25, you're losing speed driving into that sunset from Jefferson to Montano, about 30 miles an hour. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Leshanti Fine Pastries. Freezer to oven dinners is what they're serving now. With the lockdown the way it is, you can't serve inside, so they have stuff for you to take home and enjoy. Green chili chicken enchiladas, spinach, and a whole bunch more. Feeds four to five people. Go to Freezer, the number two oven, abq.com. Freezer to oven.com and get one of these freezer to oven meals from Leshanti Fine Pastries. All right, we're up to date. Let's get back to the rock. Slip inside the eye of your mind. Don't you know you might find a better place to play? You said that you've never been, but all the things that you've seen slowly fade away. So I start a revolution from my.
four here in the Kiva. A little Oasis, Oasis, uh, don't look back in anger. We're not because we've understood it all along. We told right. you what was coming. You've been dealing with it. And uh, anger doesn't help anybody. Nope. Trust me. Uh, and just because I'm passionate doesn't mean I'm ang- angry. Uh, before we uh, get to uh, Greg's introduction, 35 minutes into the hour <laughs> as we get lost in uh, uh, this uh, crowded space of, of good conversation, we'll hold uh, Greg over. Uh, we have Larry Barron's coming in for a discussion about the governor. That's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, Dowd is taking care of some stuff at the CASA so he can go ahead and get that article generated out tomorrow on uh, female Republicans. And I love it when Dowd gets amped up about something that he knows a lot about. Uh, he's great. But I was telling Greg, you were talking about enslavement and how to get people more dependent. And you right. were talking about a cashless society. And. You know, I happen to have gotten a, an Apple card some time ago. Okay, I just you know sure. got it. I figured, okay, well, what what the hell? They're, they're going to go ahead and do it. And it's like, like this guy had this. You know, I have all my cards, you know, labeled. I have one that I use for personal. I have one that's a gas card. I have one that's my kids' card. I have, you know, I'm just that's that's yeah, I kind of business card, just basic yeah, stuff. It. Yeah, my, my my yeah my business card. So I use the Apple card. I'm not even kidding. Like out of nowhere, it says, uh, you know, and this is like it's so weird. Like the day before Thanksgiving, and it says, "Congratulations, uh, we have extended your credit." Now I have great credit, and I didn't want any more. I just right. kind of wanted to just kind of keep it where it is. I'm, I'm, you know, very fastidious. I eat the same chef salad every day with blue cheese. I eat the same yogurt and <laughs> granola every day. Like I don't move off of that. I eat a shake, you know, and then uh, last night it was enchilada. Whatever, I, I'm saving my calories because I got to eat some enchiladas. And I right. have red chili. <laughs> Elk enchiladas last night, by the nice. way. Nice. Yeah, you ever had that? No. It, made, delicious. It, it created some weird dreams, let me tell you, Formula. <laughs> you know, it, it really did. I got to, I, that animal got into me, and I was dreaming about hiking in the mountains. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, next to oceans. But anyway, I digress. But <laughs> they notified me the day before Thanksgiving, and it, they literally said, like, here's an additional $2,000 on your credit. Sure. I'm like, I didn't ask for that. Like, no. what, what's going on here? Now, if I was a younger man, a younger version of myself, and 19, 20 years of age, uh, the day before Thanksgiving, which is essentially the biggest party night of the year, and everyone's going out, I'm like, oh, my gosh, drinks on me, you know, sure. whatever. You know, you just like, it's something like that. But I think that in a very insidious way, if I might suggest it, very evil way, this is that machination that right. is going to enslave people and get them into that cashless society and Hey, at 21% APR, they'll enslave you all day long. And Apple already knows your phone. Sure. They know everything else, so why not just stick it in there? And, and, and I've removed Facebook. I've removed Twitter. I've removed everything that I possibly can, but I'm still tied to that damn Apple wallet. Okay, so, so let's take it a couple of steps further. So it, just today in the news, we've got McConnell saying, all right, we're, we're ready to do a bigger stimulus package, oh, right? Gosh. All right, more Free money. We're, we're, we want to create a larger mass suicide. Okay. Okay. So now let's let's go up another step. Do you remember what two three weeks ago you and I did a whole hour on FedCoin? This was the digital currency that the Fed really wants to push out there, where they will download FedCoin. It's like kind of like Bitcoin. It's a digital currency that's programmable. All you have to do is download the app, and they will push. $1,200 a month to you, $1,000 a month to you, $1,500 a month to you. Eddie, do you know anybody who will turn that money down? Uh, I will, but if you, I could. Right. But will we even give, be given the option to? 
no. Just like the vaccine. Will we be given any option whether or not we can take the vaccine, whether we could, you know, right. it right. turns into that. Right. So you'll be held in suspicion if you're not taking free money. Right. But then we talked about how this money is different from e-dollars. Remember, e-dollars are kind of what we get paid today. You get digits deposited to your bank account. A Fed coin, though, is different. They can program everyone so everyone is traceable as to how you spend your money. And with a programmable coin, let's say you want to enforce COVID restrictions. Your coins are only good within five miles of your house. They could do that. Oh, my God. It just evaporates once you get outside the perimeter. I've never even thought about this before. Well, yeah. I mean, they could put a timer on it where they say... You must spend it. Yeah. If they want to spark inflation, which they really want to do, they want to keep interest rates low. They've been very clear about this. We want to keep interest rates low and we want to increase inflation. How do you increase inflation? You get money moving. Get velocity on money going. Look, if you don't spend your 1,200 Fed coin in the next two weeks, they evaporate. They can just have them go away. They can say politically incorrect Eddie uh, doesn't get nearly as many Fed coin as politically correct Karen (laughs) that, that does get it. Or businesses. You've got two coffee shops. One is politically correct, doing everything the government says. The one is, you know, violating all of the COVID restrictions. Well, your Fed coin will look at work at politically correct coffee shop, but not at this coffee shop. And it goes even bigger than that. As they push Fed coin down to institutions, think Bank of America, uh, you know, Wash Fed, Bank of Albuquerque, so on. These Fed coin can only be used for loans for new Green Deal projects. Or these loans can be used in this neighborhood, but not that, that neighborhood. It, you get the idea. I you do. Know, yeah. the, the amount of control that will come from a digital currency where we will fall into the trap of free money, just like Apple's trying to do with you here. Free money. And then they, they hook you. So, again, if you're always going back to the, the touchstone of what is all of this leading to, what are these COVID res- restrictions leading to? more control what are the what's the new financial system they want to roll out leading to more control more power i mean even think about what's going and on power is equivocated with control in any of, of course yeah we yeah, have tracking tracing control right and uh and then of course w- within the free speech movement and what you're allowed to say, what you're not allowed to say, how they've been able to mold culture where, you know, we're just terrified to even talk about things anymore. Again, more control. And then even within the military, Eddie, we have a divided military. We have divided police services. We have divided law enforcement because we have some people who drank the Kool-Aid or who decided to get the promotion. They would compromise their principles and, well, in this case, they're they're all in Georgetown, and they didn't get a choice but to drink only Kool-Aid. Right, and eventually right. everybody gets thirsty. Right. So let's now take this to – let me play out a scenario for you. Okay. Let's just say the courts overturn this election. What, oh. if, what if Trump is installed? And the evidence is coming in like a tsunami now. He's going to be responsible for all the deaths that come by the way of the vaccine, for one. Okay, so now let's just say, <laughs> you, yeah, just ignored point. That. you just totally ignored that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so now let's just say, for whatever reason, let's say Biden, it doesn't matter. Let's just say civil unrest rises. Sure. Up. Well, no doubt it will. Right. They've been trained to do that. Right. Trained, resourced, funded, organized. And, of course, there are always the opportunists who will glom onto it to get a free TV. 
what will be the natural call from both the right and the left? Declare martial law. Right. Right? There's already been suggestions to tell Donald Trump to have a uh, martial law re-election. Right. Okay. So imagine this. Imagine the international response to Trump. And they're already predisposed to not like the guy anyway. And they're going to say, ah, oh, see, look, he's just doing anything to stay in power. And now he's deploying the military. Uh, the Democrats will immediately call for intervention internationally. Now, I don't think we're going to get troops here, but you could see sanctions, sanctions against our manufacturers, sanctions against our currency. And imagine what that does to Wall Street. Imagine how the chaos just foments even more. Even if Biden gets in and you see the right rise up and start to say, we're not doing right, this. Right. Same thing. If martial law is declared, now the republic is in real trouble. And, Eddie, there is an alternative that is better for the state, for or the communities, and for our country that is very much part of our history that is actually the opposite of martial law. What is it? And you could avoid it. You would reactivate the militias. In the old days, in New Mexico, we called them vecinos, neighbors. You, you banded together, and neighbors defended their wives. Plowshares and pitchforks. You did. You defended your community. You defended the town square. And it was bottom up. And those people worked together with the sheriff, the local police. Uh, in today's parlance, you know, you'd work with the National Guard. But it would be bottom up, not warlords, not vigilanteism, but there would be some structure to it where the people get together to defend against this planned, organized, funded group, and you win. And if it's not top-down, it's pretty hard for the international community to say, look what you guys are doing. What are you talking about? Well, you're saying we're not allowed to defend our families, we're not allowed to defend our houses, we can't defend our businesses. And you watch how quickly this ends. Because once you get people kind of trained and everybody knows what their duty is and everybody has a vested interest in defending what they have, if it works the way it was meant, even in the Constitution, this is what the militias were all about. Right. This is how we By defend the way, our Amendment nation. 2, for those of you keeping exactly. track out there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, now you get your country back. Because this is where they want to go. Eventually, they want this to go to violence. And you can tell everything is being pitted to raise the level, raise the level, raise the level, where we're all hating on each other. Meanwhile, what's going on behind the scenes? The wealth transfer from the lower and middle class on up as, they, as the wealthy get ever wealthier. Let's talk about that for a second. Let's sure. go back to uh, why do they need it to go to violence. Let's talk about the Bolshevik Re Revolution, which, of right. course, was violence. And then, you know, that all really emanated from 1904. And then it took them, you know, 13, go, 13, 40, <laughs> four, uh, 13, 14 years to get right. to the point where Lenin could advocate uh, violence. And the reason why um, a government needs violence, or I should say a revolution, a socialist communist revolution, needs violence is because they need to come in to be able to clean up and maintain control. Right. They don't have a service that they could actually provide. Your economic service is no. totally bankrupt. Correct. Uh, their government service, completely and totally bankrupt because it's ultimate control. You have to literally call the dark side in to some, and, and say, you know what, we can't take care of this ourselves. We need someone else to take care of it. And they'll say, right. well, surrender all of our rights and we'll take care of your problem, ma'am. Hey, sign this. This is right. like what, one of those timeshare contracts. 
oh, you've wanted to get away for your entire life. Let me take care of your vacations forever. Right. And then there you go. You're signing in blood for the rest of your life, and you're giving away every freedom, and it's impossible to get out. Right. That's why they need violence. Right. So how do you get people to plead for this intervention you just talked about? Restore order. Whatever you do, store order. Well, well, well you have to create chaos. And it, ca- and it can't just be civil unrest in the streets burning downtowns. You need to pe- make people feel real insecure about their Economic. financial situation. Yes. So uh, l- let's just think about everybody's 401k plan all across the nation. Hey, what is everybody in? Oh, it's I call it the pie chart where you've got uh, 40% in stocks and 60% in bonds. Right. right. And this is considered safe. This is what's worked for the last 40 years. And there might be variations on the theme. Maybe you're 60-40 the other way. And everybody thinks, okay, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything that the authorities are telling me to do to have a safe retirement, regardless of what the stock market does, the bond market does. This is totally bogus right now. I'm just telling you. You have a stock market that is so disconnected from the real world, it's scary. Where we have been hitting ever higher highs. Complete attachment. Right. While the real economy deteriorates. Well, who's the real economy? The low, small, medium-sized businesses, the backbone of every nation, are, like you said at the top of the show, struggling to stay in there, fighting every fight of the way. And New Mexicans are doing, actually... An amazing job in the face of what they have had to Just do. Just this so, week, me. I mean, look at my business, and I rely completely on totally adver- right. advertisers. And I'm, uh, you know, then my my property itself is destroyed. Right. Preventing, like, this literally, hey, you didn't want to shut your doors. Right. You didn't want to stop talking about what you're, we're going right. to go ahead and shut you up. Right. And, and in some manner, shape, or form, this is happening to restaurants and retailing. Yes. Everybody down the line, you know, and everybody's getting up and putting on their you know, pants in their shoes and going to work and saying, I don't care. I'm not going to let this beat me down. It's been an amazing Regardless thing. Regardless of the uh, supply, I mean, the demand side. Yeah. I mean, I, you got to love this state sometimes on what we can do. And, and if you're looking at banks right now, right. banks, you know, they base everything on forecasts, three, six, 12 months. Right. They're running everything on a pro forma. Banks are like looking at you right now. They're like, huh? Right. Wait, everything you knew before March, that's okay. Everything right. post-March there's no value on anything. So who's getting rich? The people who own the assets. That's right. Well, well, all right. So the, the stock but, market. But are, but are they really getting rich? Well, well, it's, well, it's imaginary wealth. Well, it, it is. It's fiat. Except for the really guys that tippity tippity top. And what are they doing? They are selling their stocks right now. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in the insider trading reports. All it is is if you're an insider, you must report buys and sells of your own shares. And everybody does it because no one wants to be Martha Stewart. Well, then there are people who compile this data and say, look at this. The insiders are selling like it's 1999, pre-dot-com. Well, what are we doing? Everybody's plowing money to their 401ks mindlessly every month. Right. 40, 60 stocks and bonds. All right. Well, the stock side, it's pretty clear that we're in nosebleed section, and you're not even betting on stocks anymore. You are betting that the Federal Reserve is going to support this system. Because there's no reasonable way to say I should be in stocks at these levels compared to this economy. If you value the stock market right now, $35 trillion of wealth in stocks. The economy, $20 trillion. Eddie, since when? And, and shr- shrinking right. dramatically. I think uh, the latest estimate I've heard right. uh, on uh, the amount of GDP normally on a, on a good year, twenty and a half, twenty one right. trillion $21 trillion, we're like bouncing somewhere between 13 and a half to $14 trillion of what we created. 
It's imaginary. It's fiat. Right. So that makes the stock market twice as big as the economy. Since and the when, spread has increased. Right. Since when is the economy? Nearly three times. Yeah. When is the economy a subset of the stock market? The stock market's always been a subset of the economy. This is upside down world right now. So that's one problem. The second problem is that one no one talks about, the bond market, which is exponentially bigger than the stock market. And most people out there have got 40% of their investments or more in the safety of bonds. Oh, yeah, okay. Interest rates are at zero. And, Eddie, you know this. If interest rates go up, mm-hmm. what happens to bond values? Down. They go down. Yep. All right, so we're at zero. For 40 years, interest rates have been falling. Back in the early 80s, many of your listeners will remember this, interest rates, the, the prime in, hit 20. The misery index was huge right. between unemployment and we were past it. I mean, people but, were bragging about their 13% home loans in the early 80s. Right. Uh, credit card rates were in the 40s. In your adult lifetime, my adult lifetime, most of your listeners' adult lifetimes, we have seen interest rates fall. It might have been jagged, but they came down and we're at zero. If... Falling interest rates are good for bonds. And I know that sounds paradoxical, but I don't have time to explain it. That is how it works. Falling interest rates are good for bonds. Rising interest rates are kryptonite to bonds. We're at zero. What do you think is going to happen in the next 40 years? Are interest rates generally going to be rising or falling? My guess is rising. And yet people have 40, 50, 60% of their portfolios in this investment vehicle that they're told is safe. Eddie, we have archaeological records that go back three, 4,000 years where they dig up civilizations. You know, most of what they find is pretty mundane stuff. It's ledgers, it's tax records, it's inventories, but we can see interest rates. We can go back 3,000 years, and you know, almost everywhere in the world, interest rates were 5 to 7%. Five to, that's where a borrower and lender kind of always come together. This is fair. As an agreement. Yeah, and... You know, occasionally you'll see somebody lending in the family for a lower rate. But business deals, five to seven in China, Europe, in Middle East, that's the way it was. <laughs> We're at zero. I think I could make the case bond values are at 3,000-year highs. You know, if something's at a 3,000-year high, <laughs> you might want to consider selling. Right. Just uh, Especially if, you have, uh, if you're overvalued uh, uh, on that by 40, 50, 60%. Right. Is that right. really generally what people have in their portfolios? Yeah, because that's what they've been told. That's what they've been told is a classic mix. This will save you, Mr. Client. And all of these models, Eddie, started in 1981, and they've done 40 years of back testing, and then they sell it to the public. And I can't give in blanket investment advice over the radio. I'm not doing that. I'm just telling you, please think about this. This is fascinating stuff. Let's let's <laughs> let's see if we can simplify it for <laughs> everybody. I think you no, you think I think you did okay. uh, for everybody in terms of the explanation. So they have a big picture and they could easily go to right. whoever their investment advisor is and whoever's handling their money and say, you know what? I heard this thing on the radio. It's like, no, no, no. And these guys are, hey, I've never made this much money. Your stockbroker is making crazy money right now. Sure. Has your stockbroker ever made more money than right now? No. And from home while he's sitting in his underwear. Right. While he's trading, oh, your, your right. portfolio is going to be fine. Just stick with Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, you know, Google, right. and Facebook, and you're going to be okay. They are going to take a bloodbath come March, April of next year, at least, if not sooner. And it's a trap. I mean, you can see it's a trap. It's like the free money. It's like the Apple card. It's right. all drawing us into this thing for, for eventually they pull it and then the rug out from underneath us. Because they, even if they don't have any value any longer, sorry to interrupt you, they no, no. at least ha- still have control. Right. So now what's the answer? 
Uh, let's see. We've got the Federal Reserve buying bonds, right? So and they're in the market, and they're buying mortgages. Yeah. So there's they're really getting ownership of your house, and they're using proxies to buy the stock market. No wonder that we're headed towards socialism and communism. Of course. They want totally state-owned, and they want right. to own the government in addition to that? Right. Now think about who did Biden just nominate to be the Treasury yelling. Secretary? Are you yelling, Jell- you yelling, yelling? Uh, who was she prior? Oh. She was the head. Of, that's funny. She was the head of the Federal Reserve. <laughs> Eddie, you and I have been talking about this. This merger between the Treasury Department yeah. and the Federal Reserve has already started under Steve Mnuchin. And now... We're going to see the former head of the Fed is now the head of the Treasury. Where do you think this is going? Eventually, you'll have this merger where, and people don't really understand this either, the Federal Reserve prints money and buys the U.S. debt. Ah, bring the two together. Ah, you can cancel out that debt. But the assets that are now owned by the Fed with printed money, the debt of these corporations, the, the mortgages on your house, these stocks and all these major corporations are going up, 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 up. Those are now government assets. Can so, you see how this plays out? Well, let me, let me simplify it for, for, if you don't mind me extrapolating no, no, what go you're going to say. This is really good because what you're suggesting is we're going back to the 15, 1600s and every person in that town square sure. who's paying whatever they're paying to build that cathedral bill you know, and have to worship the monarch. You know, if you go right. back and you, you look at Robert the Bruce, remember? Right. Sure. We're, we're talking about chattel slavery. Yeah. That's we're, what we're talking about. Right. Essentially, when we don't have anything else to give, we will be owned by the state. And in monarchs and all these various other places, I mean, and there's that number, there's that our blocks number. There's a friend of mine I, I have to talk with you about, but he talked about this long ago, about eight or nine years ago. And um, I can't think of his name. His name is exactly the name in a band member uh, of of Coldplay. But he wrote books. He's oftentimes on uh, John uh, John B. Wells on oh, Saturday, yeah, Saturday sure. night. Yeah, and he has been talking about how you can get yourself re- unregistered uh, as part of being owned by the United States government. Oh, because it's Did a you, corporation. Yeah, because you're a corporation. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I want to technically he's kind of right. Well, it is true, but there's a whole process to get yourself purged and not be owned by the federal government, and it has to do with the way that your name is written, the social security number that you have, and the way that it's printed on that social security card. I mean, it is something that, but we eventually will. Be, and I didn't think we would ever talk about this, honestly. But we're talking about in 15 to 20 years. And I'll be damned if my kids are going to get owned by the federal government and become chattel slaves because I don't, I'm not willing to fall on, on what I need to do here to prevent that from happening. And I think the only thing – and I know we have to check on weather and traffic. I, I know, Rudy. I'll get to that in a sec. But this is just <laughs> He's so, in your ear my, right now. Yeah, my brain is, is, is literally just blowing up because I'm just thinking about how that's exactly what's going to end up happening to us. Um, I'm going to keep you here, uh, and I've got a board full of calls. All right, sticking around 15 more minutes? Sure. Okay. Rudy, let's check out weather traffic. Okay, let's put things together starting with the weather. Looks like a great-looking weekend. I know tomorrow's only going to get to 49, but we're above 50 (coughs) come Saturday and Sunday. Right now, 42 degrees across town. Uh, Cleared the accident on Paseo del Norte westbound at Coors Road. That's good news. A little tough on I-25 southbound from Jefferson to Montano. This traffic report brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. Take your time. Take your time. You're all right. 
Okay, Amazing Grace, personal care services, companion care at reasonable rates, household services, mobile assistance, meal preparation, just amazing people ready to help out. Amazing Grace, personal care services, accepting insurance and pay clients. Connect with Amazing Grace by going to homecare.theplaceidelike.com. With that, we're up to date. Now back to the Rock of Talk. All right, we're going to hit the top of the hour news. Uh, when we return, more Greg Zanetti and, of course, Larry Barron's. We're going to talk about how Michelle Lujan Grisham is not going to Washington, D.C., and the good and bad parts about that. K229CL 93.7 FM and AM. Call your name. Yeah, uh, my name is Brett. All right, hold on, Brett. Call your name. Call your name. What's your name? Hello. Oh, hey. Yeah, what's your name? My name is Jessica. interview on CNN that he will honor masks to be worn in federal buildings and transportation facilities and he has asked Dr. Anthony Fauci to continue in his job at the National Institutes of Health and to serve as the new administration's chief medical advisor on COVID-19. And on a vaccine, Biden said he would take it when Dr. Fauci says it's safe to do so and will take it publicly. Three former presidents also said they will take the shot. Barack Obama tells radio host Joe Madison on Sirius XM I may end up taking it on, on TV or having it filmed just so that people know that, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I trust this science. And both Bill Clinton and George W. Bush say they'll take it once it's available to them. President Trump wants vaccinated, but says he'd be criticized for taking it first or last. 96-year-old Jimmy Carter, however, has not yet committed to being vaccinated. Fox is Evan Brown. California Governor Gavin Newsom says most of the state, except for the San Francisco Bay Area, will be under new restrictions in the next couple days as COVID-19 hospitalizations go up. Regions where the ICU capacity is falling below 15 percent, we are now mandating that we are implementing a stay-at-home order for three weeks. That means restaurants would be limited to takeout and delivery. Stores would have to limit the number of people allowed inside to 20% capacity. Hair salons and barber shops would have to close. California has reported more than 1.2 million cases, more than 19,400 deaths. America is listening to Fox News. If I'm not commuting anymore, where do I really want to live? While you handle life's questions, 
Merrill Guided Investing helps you manage your portfolio and invest for your next move with the option to work with an advisor at a low cost and minimum. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash investing goals to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated, both a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC insured or not bank guaranteed and may lose value. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. You never really stop riding in your mind. Unless you're thinking of something else. Progressive Motorcycle also presents Roadside Assistance. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. All right, as we put things together for the second hour, looking like a nice weekend weather-wise, we'll be in the mid-50s, that's for sure. Right now, in Santa Fe, 32 degrees, that's freezing, and 30, I'm sorry, 40 degrees in Martinez Town, 40 degrees at the Rock of Talk. All right, as far as accidents, cleared the one we were telling you about earlier, the... Um, Paseo del Norte westbound at Coors Road all gone and the traffic seems to have recovered pretty good right now might still find a little slowing right there at the exit but other than that looking like a good drive across the river bridge and right now you're going to find I-25 southbound that's kind of uh, bulky right now under 40 miles an hour Jefferson to Montgomery but that's just because you were driving into the sunset and it looks like it's going down well, this traffic report is brought to you by Salon Deluxe and Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho. What a great place to go. Now, they are open, and they're saying make an appointment. Just go to salondeluxe.com, give them a quick push-to-talk call, and make that appointment. You want to have great hair, skin, and nails come Christmas time. And if you have a New Year's resolution, they now have the Monate probiotics as well as all the other health products from Monate. Just go to salondeluxe.com and make your appointment. All right, with that, we're up to date. Now let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's Macro Aggression. Eddie Aragon. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM. The web, the app, rockoftalk.com. You can also do to abq.fm and abq.am. Literally, just type in abq.fm, abq.am, or you can say, hey, Alexa, play abq.fm. Or you could say, hey, Alexa, play abq.am. Same thing. There it is. That's all you need. You want all things that uh, talking about real local talk and real impactful things. That should have completely uh, blown your mind. We are here with Greg Zanetti, Zanetti Financial. We've got a couple of quick phone calls. People have been waiting. I think Keith, if I'm not mistaken, is that your name? Sir, you on the air? The first, uh, what, are you, you talking to me? Yeah, what's your name? Yeah, my name is Brett. Brett, um, Brett go ahead. I yeah, I just wanted to throw something out there really fast. Um, I'm a patriot, and uh, all the residents of Rio Rancho, if you guys want the city to reopen, you need to contact the city council or the mayor and uh, send them an email, give them a phone call, let them know that you're sick of being closed, and uh, they're going to be in, in a session this upcoming Thursday. So they need all of our phone calls, all of our emails, all of us patriots need to come out and say we want our city back. Uh, thank you for your time, Eddie. I appreciate it, man. You have a good day. God good bless. work. Good work. And, uh, you know, the right thing is, Brett. that's one of the reasons why I'm running for a state GOP chairman. Right. Now, I know there's only 180 out of 800 people who are there, and they put in a giant poll tax there, and they put these rules in. 
Um, but my whole thing is going to be focused. I've got three things to focus on. City council, mayor, public school board, and the governor. I'll tell you. Now, now that that race is becoming increasingly into focus, I don't know how Steve Pierce uh, will survive the onslaught uh, that when he got completely and totally decimated by Michelle Lujan Grisham last time. Why do we continue to do that? So uh, there's something that I, I definitely want to talk about, but I am running for GOP chairman. Uh, less than 25% of the entire party will be um, participating in the election of the GOP chairman. And I'm already hearing inklings that uh, that Steve Pierce is going to be running for governor again. So, you know, this whole thing is inside baseball. It's an inside uh, ball game uh, for sure. And, uh, folks, if, you ain't, if you're not in the club, which I haven't been in the club, my whole thing is to take that club over. So, you know, let uh, let people know uh, what I'm doing. Go ahead, Greg. Well, I was going to say, I think the talk about the mayor and the city council will resonate across the state because I do travel the state. And outside of Albuquerque, the concern in the rural areas is, hey, you guys, you know, in Roswell, we delivered in Carlsbad, they we did. delivered. 70%. Uh, right. Uh, look, in 70, Alamogordo, 70, we delivered. 76% we deli- down there, right. I think. Uh, all, we delivered. And you guys, what are you doing up here in Bernalillo County? Because it's hard for us in these rural areas to overcome this vote in Albuquerque. And what is the party doing here to reverse this so that all of our efforts aren't in vain every, every time? So y- your focus at least initially, a mayor and city council, which normally the GOP d- doesn't focus on the way well, it does in state races. they're partisan they're independent. Right. How could we care? I'm like, yeah. no, sorry. Right. Uh, right. All things begin right there. I mean, right. we've got to really kind of focus on that. Jessica, go ahead. Hello? Hello. Yes. Go ahead, Jessica. Yay! Oh, my gosh. Thank God. I finally got a chance to have a voice. Okay, so um, you guys are touching on a lot of issues. Um, I actually uh, tried to get on with the... Uh, um, first of all, my name is Jessica. I live here in Albuquerque, obviously. Um, I tried to get on with the mayor on the conference call to ask a couple of really important questions, especially with what's going on with the virus. Um, my, I wasn't called on to ask the questions. I kind of just want to, you know, just let people know that back, we have right now our prison systems and our jail systems are full. Okay. We've got people that are incarcerated for petty crimes, okay? And the crime rate is going up in Albuquerque right now. Yes, I understand. And yes, if these people get released, so there is a possibility the crime rate could go up. But the governor, I'm sorry, but the mayor, Mr. Keller, was talking about was talking about how Albuquerque has a lot of jobs that need to be filled, such as picking up trash, sewer, all these things. So why can't these companies employ, let out these inmates that are not violent offenders, and give them jobs to keep them busy and occupied so they can support their families and be with their families during a time of crisis when, you know, it's pretty much life or death at this point. Um, that's one thing I wanted to touch on because I wasn't able to. Also, well, um, yeah, that's my, such a, Jessica, can I just say? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, an, that, that's easy for most people to grasp. I'd say 99%. The only 1% that doesn't grasp what you're grasping right now are the elected politicians because they're driven by uh, an agenda. And isn't it great to be able to get to your voice here on the radio and ask that question of the entire city, and you can't even get in to talk to the mayor on a news conference about it? So, you know, freedom of speech still lives, and I think you uh, make an excellent point. Yeah, you know, another point I'd like to make is that, you know, these families of these incarcerated loved ones, 
even to do, able to do online visits. You know, um, they're not even able to get shampoo, conditioner, body soap. Nothing is coming in for these inmates. I so, mean, these are so, things that people really need to think about. Yeah, so so one of the things I think that I, I will take issue with and, is the fact that they're pushing a lot of information uh, out there on the fact that these inmates have been robbed or their money has been taken away from them or anything. Do you find that to be a big problem? Just just a question for you. Well, what do you mean, uh, through their, for their commissary uh, or the money that they put on their books? The money that's, well, I think, put to them. I guess the, a lot of these inmates and prisoners had all sorts of money taken from them? Um, I'm not too familiar with that because, I mean, I'm not even able to put anything. Uh, what's happening, what the bigger issue is, is these inmates aren't even getting money put on their books. The reason why is because you have to be approved through a visiting form, and most of these prisons, you can't even get a hold of anyone that works there, and they don't even have a voicemail, leave a voicemail. Mm -hmm. So I really can't touch on that. I can only touch on the fact that, for in my instance, my loved ones, I have a couple that are incarcerated right now, and I am unable to send them money, and I'm unable to get approved on a visiting list because no one contacts you back. Jessica, um, I appreciate the uh, phone call. I really do. Thanks for the input. Uh, I think I misunderstood her uh, on the first point. I think what I understood what she was saying to be opposite. I think she was erring on the side of the prisoner. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. So I'm, I understood it the other way. <laughs> No, I think she I, I meant let, let him out and fill the jobs I'm, that other people don't want to fill within I, the city. Wait, wait, wait okay. I, let, me, let me stop for a second because I'm going to do a full about face here, which might be the very first time. Normally I hear people write. I don't know, maybe it was something with her voice, the way that she was talking. Maybe it was the emotion. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm surprised at the she fact was, that she's the type of person that I generally don't get here on the radio station. very which, earnest in her beliefs. Yeah, so yeah, you, you got that. But um, I don't have any sort of... Um, we got ready. Sympathy? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I, I, that's that's a harsher word. I was looking for a, a nicer word. Yeah. It. My concern is not for prisoners in the least. Uh, between bail reform and the Arnold tool right. and the district attorneys and all that stuff, uh, in terms of whether or not they get money, I'm I'm the least, the last person concerned with that whatsoever. I mean, I see these guys get out, no no problem with the Arnold tool. Right. And, there, and if you talk to... Uh, you know the the bail bondsmen who are out there, and you're sort of smiling at me because it's like, yeah, this very few and far between the stuff I ever get snuck behind me. But I, the way I was just listening to her, I'm like, oh my gosh, I no, I, I actually, I mean, it's 99 percent against her and what what she's thinking. Is that, is that fair? Let me take one more call. Okay. You recovered nicely. Go ahead. Well, I, I don't need to recover, but Eddie. Yes, yes. Sorry. Hey, brother, it's RM. How are you? Uh, RM, I'm nice. I, I like the <laughs> anonymity. There. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, so since the last time when I came and visited with you, I got something I want to share for all the callers. This involves our youth. You know, last time when I was driving Central and we talked, I came to the radio station. We got to know each other. So yesterday, Miss Sally Marquez had a meeting, of a teleconference with all the football coaches throughout the state. And I already know where you're going friend. with this. I'm so glad. Uh, I'll, I'll fill in some some stuff. This is you'll fill in because I think you got some <laughs> got some info on this. I do. But yeah. I'm going to hit two things here. Sure. So one of our local APS coaches from one of our bigger schools, he pressed Sally and said, "Will you, as the NMA director, give us a definitive on if you're going to have a season or not? Because they put out this little flyer." But I also talked with a head coach at a college here in New Mexico your son's and got a, some your other son's information. A, your son's a junior, correct? 
he's a sophomore. He's, a he's sophomore. in his sophomore year right now. Obviously, no no sports, you know. And and we talked about football. So she said, no, 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 I won't. I can't. I, I can't. So basically, she knows that she's going to get overridden by 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 our little dictator in Santa Fe. Yes, that's No correct. matter what yes. she does. That's right. This is the thing too. Here's the key component that we found out. See. Uh, you know, with the Lobos moving and, like, what's Vegas. happening at, at our college university, yeah. and that's at, uh, they didn't give the criteria. They're not given the criteria. And if they give the criteria for sports, none of our high schools are going to be able to afford if they mimic what NCAA is doing or what they impose. Here's a good one. One of our, one of our most successful Division II programs here in New Mexico went and purchased COVID testing machines, a machine that can test for rapid testing because they're requiring them to test before the game, after the game, during the week, any symptom signs. And she all of a sudden, she backstepped on that. They purchased it. She says, oh, no, MLG, I won't accept that test. I won't accept that test. So they're screwed. No matter what they try to do, they're screwed. New Mexico Athletics will not put the criteria out because they they don't even know what tune they're supposed to dance to. What are the what is the rules to get on the dance floor and play? And they won't give it to any. Not a high school has it. You can ask around. We were just in Arizona after my conversation with you. We went out to Arizona. Let me tell you, Eddie. My son tells me, and it was sad, but it was the point you and I talked about that day at the station. He was said, Dad, I feel like I'm in another planet. And even though, Eddie, like it was refreshing to see him smiling, we went to a game at, at, a, at a 6A high school out there. Everybody in the stands, kids doing things. I'm going to send you some photos of it. And it was refreshing to see the kids being able to play. Last thing I want to hit on with my time, the number that she keeps dancing away from and avoids like the, like the plague, no pun intended, over 30,000 of our high school kids are unaccounted for within the educational system this year. That That's means statewide. That statewide. Yeah. statewide, yes, sir, statewide. So that means, Eddie, that they've dropped out, they've quit. Unfortunately, maybe they've committed suicide. We haven't tracked them yet. And the other number she's staying away from is the suicide number from 13 to 18. See, you catch a case of COVID, that isn't a certain death. You're over it in five days, like my stepdaughter and some of the other youth that have already contracted it and sharing stories with other parents. But you catch a case of suicide, you ain't coming back from that. Are you moving? Are you moving? Sickening. Are you going to be moving uh, uh, at the end of December? He's he's out. Okay, he's good. Out. So we already I, decided. Yeah, and, so. and here's the thing. Wait, 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 wait. RM, RM, hey, hey, slow no. down here, buddy. No. All right, I want to try really win. I know you got a lot of passion and. And I know that your family's been, uh, you know, af- in, uh, affected uh, by all this. And you know, your son's Huge. a sophomore at a at a great school here in the Albuquerque metro area, in Rio Rancho, uh, more specifically. Right. But um, that February first date, let me tell you why you're go you're you're good to go. Why you should go ahead and pick up and leave, because that February first date will never happen. That was the information. Exactly. So when they give you the February first date, they're not telling you that you're never going to have athletics for the remainder of the year. The New Mexico Athletics right. Association will never reinstate either the football, the basketball, or the softball nope. or baseball programs. They're going to wipe the entire calendar year. So that's two missed seasons for baseball, softball, yep. track and field. One missed season yep. uh, at a minimum for football and uh, and basketball. Yep. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, basketball didn't even finish up last year. So you could gen- you could actually genuinely say it's actually two seasons. So, RM, You're right. uh, my best to you. Good luck in Arizona. Uh, your son will definitely find a place 
Might I recommend, uh, I'll give you uh, the phone number for Brian Erlacher, and you can go to Queen Creek, Arizona, and it's Trump country like nobody's business. You'll pay more for a house, but you can go play for Bobby Newcomb and Bob, uh, Brian Erlacher. And uh, let me tell you, that team is absolutely stacked. Uh, they'll probably win a uh, state championship within the next uh, couple of years by the time your son's a senior. And uh, go live a good life, all right? Yeah, we're going to be out there not this weekend, but next weekend uh, for Hamilton's game, uh, Hamilton High Huskies. Yeah. And, Matt, and my son was actually able to sit down with uh, – uh, Lorenzo Alexander at a barbecue on Saturday uh, while we were out there for a football camp on Sunday. And uh, he lives, at, we're, 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 that's where we're going to be right in that same neighborhood. Brian lives down the road where we're going to be. So we're, we're in the same area. Donovan McNabb, all those guys live right there. So Donovan, I, I sat next to Donovan McNabb at an indoor football game. Uh, he used to go to the Arena League, and that's where he trained uh, during yep. the summer. Of uh, Syracuse and yep. Philadelphia fame. Hit me up uh, on my text uh, directly, and I'm glad that you called in. Um, okay, Greg, you're hearing this. Yeah, I mean, we're losing a good one right there. Yeah, uh, literally sure. one of the best football players in the entire state just picking up and leaving. Uh, several of these uh, scholarship uh, players who could have gone somewhere, they're picking up and leaving. They're leaving school as of December. They can't wait to get the hell out of New Mexico because Texas is open. Utah is open. You just heard Arizona right. is open. Colorado is open. Every place is open but New Mexico. Right. I would, uh, because quickly, it's all about control. The last 45 seconds, I'll let you wrap this up and, uh, you know, I don't know. Give us your final analysis. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I mean, this we, is the most uh, discombobulated uh, portion of the show we've ever done, but maybe the best show that we've ever done together. Yeah, just always stay focused on power and control. And you said they're really kind of the same thing, but it's coming at us from all of these different avenues of approach, whether it's the health side, whether it's the financial side, the cultural side, the media side, even the athletic side. Everything has been politicized. And when you reach this point in a society, it's either we better rise up and overthrow it or else it's coming back our way. And uh, President Trump's got to really hold firm on this election because uh, if we allow this, I'll say this voter fraud to just go through without, it, you know, without a fight, uh, it, it, the republic is lost, I believe. Will you come back next three weeks yeah, in a row before absolutely. promise? Yeah. All right. Greg, All right. Take, a thanks, good man. thanks, everybody, for being here. In the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com, 520, back and four, and thanks for listening. I never learned to float there. As I'm looking up, as I'm looking up, suddenly the sky erupts, sky erupts, flames are like the trees, got to fall the leaves, got their It's Davis Kitchen's 25th anniversary celebration. Okay, try this. Get up to $2,500 off a kitchen remodel during Davis Kitchen's 25th anniversary. Hmm, better. Davis Kitchens is New Mexico's first choice in kitchen remodeling. And it is our 25th anniversary celebration. Oh, with up to $2,500 off a kitchen remodel. 
Well, you know what you like. Davis Kitchens, Manal and Eubank. Terms and conditions apply. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. International Protective Service, or IPS, is the very best security investigations firm in New Mexico and the southwestern United States. We utilize the very best law enforcement, the United States military, and true security professionals from all over the world. When you, your family, or your business needs the very best, think of International Protective Service. Call International Protective Service today at 505-897-2420 or visit us on the web at internationalprotectiveservice.com. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting out, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Dr. William Gardner provides good, rejuvenating sleep. Dr. Gardner, one of a few providers of the oral advancement therapy, the Oat Sleep Apnea Device. This is great. It allows more oxygen while sleeping any position comfortably. Great sleep is a call away. Call Dr. Gardner, 828-2669. 828-2669. Dr. William Gardner accepts Medicaid for the Oat Sleep Apnea Device. 828-2669. Petland Pets make life better. Petland loves to match the right pets with the right families, making your kids happy. Petland on Paseo del Norte at Ventura. Online pets.theplaceilike.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness. Do you know what your building is worth? Would you like to get a free cost analysis within 24 hours? We can help. Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Oh, it's going to be cold tonight. 23, our overnight low, but at least on the weekends we're going to be hitting the mid-50s, so that is some good news. All right. Uh, right now, I can tell you it is uh, 38 degrees at Russ Medical Center, 40 degrees straight at uh, Heart Institute, and 39 at the Rock of Talk. All right, tough stuff on I-40 westbound. It's right there at Rio Grande, right as you pass the exit. An accident taking up a couple of lanes and a lot of time behind it because it's bumper to bumper, under 10 miles an hour all the way back now from, uh, looks like the big eye. 
If you're on Paseo del Norte, that drive is recovered after an accident westbound Paseo at uh, Coors. And it looks like Alameda is still a really good trip as you make your way from the I-25 all the way into Corrales and further into Rio Rancho. Speaking of which, if you're going into Rio Rancho, Joe's Pasta House and Joe's Big Buckets. Go and get one of five Joe's Big Buckets entrees tonight. Spaghetti and meatballs, that's a great one. Also, their chicken fettuccine Alfredo and their Southwest chili in it, which makes it a really great choice as well. Plus, you get a large bucket of garden salad along with a dressing, a loaf of fresh homemade bread. Oh, by the way, that dressing's homemade as well. Yep. Choose one of the five Joe's Big Buckets by going to joes.enjoytakeout.com. All right, we're up to date. Now, let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Let me introduce you to the featherweight queen. She got Hollywood eyes, but she can't shoot what she sees. Her mama was a dancer, and that's all that she knew. Cause when you live in the desert, it's what pretty girls do. I'm throwing guys are getting out of here as well, but uh, we'll keep the lights on for you here at uh, AM 1600 KIVA and 93.7 FM. I've got another traffic update, especially for the Albuquerque Police Department, uh, who uh, likely is paying attention. You guys want to come and uh, our first story today, by the way, uh, Rudy, I want you to listen closely at the www.rockoftalk.chat. Um, what are they talking about? I mean, what is the first story that we 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 put out there? Well, it's about drag racing. That's right, folks. Drag racing. Now, that was, uh, I believe, yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, because drag racing is out of control. Well, here at 2309 Renard Southeast, 87106, if the APD wants to show up right about now and uh, come on over and deal with about 50 to 60 cars that are outside and doing donuts, wheelies, Burnouts. I don't even know what, to, what the heck you call them. And, and I've got Larry Barron's here. And the first thing he said, oh, did I bring those guys with me? <laughs> I, all the cool kids follow me, Eddie. Uh, they it, must. It's, uh, that is not true at all. That's a, that's a bold-faced <laughs> lie. Sorry. Didn't mean to start off the show with a lie. Uh, uh, well, you know, Michelle Lujan Grisham starts off with a lot of lies. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's just the, sort of the way that it is. But uh, they're drag racing. I've called 911 umpteen times uh, for this whole thing. And there's literally a camera out there. I saw there. the camera stand out there. So it's, it's useless. Are the APD people just watching? No, the, recording? It's, it's the crime um, something. It's it's one of those rookie cops. The guy's just been on like six months. The really? crime something unit. And he comes and he adjusts the camera and, and he takes photographs. I can give him all the photographs he wants. <laughs> from the top of the building, from the side of the building. You can watch my Facebook uh, videos. It's... it's, it's it... It's funny because, you know, we like to laugh at the, the ineptitude sometimes of things not being able to get done. Yeah, they're all parked. But it's not, it's not funny because, I mean, if there's something... They're going to tear up the streets because there's no police officers well, here. And, and, if, and if this isn't clamped down on, and I understand people want to have fun. They're being locked down. I get, trust me, I get that probably more than they do. But if this they don't clamp the, down on this, what, 
you know, the armed robberies, the other things, what what are they going to do? It is, uh, it, you know, it's just another sign that the crime in this community is completely out of control. Leadership doesn't care about it. And you know what? It's a theme that, that I've been thinking about a lot. It ha- it's happening in Santa Fe. It's happening in the mayor's office here. There are Democrat leadership in New Mexico that simply feel that they are in a different class than the rest of us. They feel that they are in a class that is above their constituents. And when they feel that way, that means they could ignore our problems. They could tell us what to do to get, try to get the results they want for their next job. And they can do any number of things because they feel they are separate and above the rest of us. And it is something that is um, absolutely true. So here we are uh, about uh, 15 days ago. Uh, Edmundo Carrillo of uh, the Albuquerque Journal said APD to create a, gr- a group to curb street racing. Well, you want to see all the street racing and the, the donuts and the wheel, all that stuff right over here at the corner of Renard and Miles. Uh, it's right there in Buena Vista. There you go. There's all the street racers and everything that you want. And they're literally listening to the, I don't even bother calling 911 anymore about it. I mean, there's last time there was about 350 cars, I think. Oh, there I was had. a ton. I had fun yeah. trying to get out. It was fun. Yeah. So, and they're, they're sitting there, they're throwing all the trash in the parking lot. Uh, it's all part of the. And they call it Sunday Fun Day. Well, now they're turning it into Tuesdays, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. if APD, if someone wants to make a phone call or two and uh, to two four two cops, or someone knows that Albuquerque Police Department officer could do it, I mean, I've it, at this point it's sort of useless uh, for me to even pick up the phone and call. Is three one one still a thing here, or did Keller kill that too? Yeah, I think it got killed. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, Killer Keller, he kills everything. Kills oh my the God. city. Kills downtown. Uh, there's no nightlife downtown. I mean, uh, there's there's nothing. Uh, this town Don't you is know, dead, and, and, and for the Eddie, next six to eight months, uh, everything Eddie, else is, Eddie, is l- dead, let too. Me, let me just explain to you oh, sorry. what is so important. Okay. I understand there's crime just taking place everywhere, yes. and it's not being taken care of, and people's lives are being ruined. I understand. But do you realize that we have to prioritize things? So the solar panels at the biopark are working perfectly. Oh, good. And so we have our priorities exactly where they should be. Michael Bloomberg has told us what's important, and crime, I'm sorry, Eddie, just isn't on the list. And the sooner we all understand that, the easier it is to uh, maybe try to figure out what is going on on the 11th floor in uh, Civic Center. You're right. I, I mean, maybe I should just pay attention to the uh, Poet Laureate, uh, you know, in the Albuquerque, the magazine, and talk about all the, you know, or stop bagging, start bragging groups. It's about how great everything is. Solar panels yeah. are working at the biopark. Yeah. You know, crime and murder is out of control. Things are in, in total. No, priorities. Pe- priorities. People are just picking up and leaving just at a drop of a hat. They are. I mean, uh, they're taking their incomes and... Their intelligence with them, uh, so there you go. And I and I didn't mean to be dismissive. Of what's going on? It is abysmal. It is abhorrent. And your leadership does not care. They they just simply do not care. If they cared, they would listen to you. They would do something about it. And they, you know, and and the best part is for them is they have in this pandemic been able to further separate themselves from you. You can't even go down to the city council chambers anymore and yell at them for what's going on. I mean, it, you know, I mean, you can take it you. Usually you can take an iPad, take the pictures. This is what's going on at the corner of my intersection every night. Where is APD? And at least they had to him and haw and try to pretend that they were listening to you. But now it's all Zoom. And now it's all detachment. And now it's, it, it's all, well, you know, public comment. You have to sign up for eight years in advance and send a triple notarized letter to so-and-so. And, and keep in mind, you're still limited to two minutes. And so they've been able to separate themselves 
from their constituents, and the results speak for themselves. So the uh, since they're outside, all the, uh, the S.A. Vatos and the cool kids uh, out there with their nice cars, I can say that. You can't say that. I can't say that. There's no way. Aurelie, what's going on, huh? We're going to go over there. And Hello. How are you? We're going to organize Hello. on the group called, Facebook group is called Albuquerque Bible Study. Yeah, oh, they'll never catch us. We're going to be on the Albuquerque Bible Study group, the Facebook group called the Albuquerque Bible for, for the drag racing. No? They coordinate there. It's a private group. You have to be vetted to get in. So what do you have to do? Be a drug dealer, doper, smoker? What, what do you have to be to go drag racing around town? I, you know, that's not – in my little Nissan, I don't think I really fit in the no? crew there. I just – You want to put one of those fins on the back and <laughs> – you know, the, the, the tires? Race and... for pinks? Do I, <laughs> did I sound like any old man right there? We're racing for pinks? What, I don't even know what that means. What you race that? for the pink slips for the car. Who, if the loser gets the winner, gets the loser's car. The fact car. that you know is that some sort of Silver City Cobra thing? No, no. no? Well, well, first of all, Cobra's awful. Let's just be honest about Wait, that. Where is Cobra? Cobra is about eight, 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 I, I'm kidding. Cobra's not awful, but you know Howie Morales. Uh, There's not exactly Cobra. great people coming from there. I mean, how how he how he's sad today. Yores for mijo upstairs because uh, he's not going to be the governor. Hey, mom, I'm going to be the governor. Or is he? There's twists. Twists and turns. Oh, we've got twists today, huh? In the last two, three hours, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like what, what's happening? So uh, uh, just to kind of paint the picture, there was a, a political report saying that Governor Lujan Grisham, which I'm sure you saw, Eddie. Um, I, I, I said last night, there's no way that she's going. And every I talked to three different people last mm-hmm. night, and everybody knows who these people are. And I'm like, yeah, she's not going. She's not going, and everybody's angry up in Santa Fe. That she's yeah. fuming. Yeah, and that, that still may be the case. And, and I know Monaghan wrote about it this morning. But uh, the Rhode Island governor pulled out. So she's in her second term, cannot be reelected, and she is choosing to stay with her state as opposed to being Biden's health and human services secretary. That sort of makes it worse for Michelle Lujan. <laughs> so oh, you hear that? Look at him. Look, they're revving it up. Hold up. Hold up. we got to crank that up. They're really mad that the Rhode Island governor pulled out. Get the drag racing going, too, just, just for some effects, you know. <laughs> just get some background. Yeah, just some background. Some ambiance. Ambiance. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll catch it. Okay, so she pulled out today. Yeah, huh? she did. So she said, "I'm not I'm not going to be in consideration." And so and that and you're exactly right. So that puts the governor in a position to choose between her ambition and her ego, right? And her, she's definitely a second choice now. Yeah, that's they, what I'm saying. Ambition pay, says, they, "I want this job." Her ego says, "But now I know I'm the second choice." And and better yet, the Biden team knows that you know they're not getting their first choice. On this, and so it was very clear. And then within a, the, about 20 minutes, that's why it's kind of late today. There was a story that broke. There we go. There it is. They don't give you the long one. I, I, someone really needs to just let it rip. Oh, they will. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Like this isn't funny, guys. I mean, they're literally drag racing right outside the radio station. You guys want to do something about it? You just want to kind of let it all go. I mean, it's not like there's uh, how many people listening. Rudy, do the math for me. I'm usually pretty good at just. Nailing it. Um, there it is. You hear that? I do. Absolutely, I hear oh my it. Gosh, how can you not hear it? How do you have so much money to just burn burn rubber like that all day long? Well, I'm going to get back to Gina Ramuna, but I'm I'm really getting into this drag, and they're all trucks. Every last one of them. Really? Is the Albuquerque Bible Study is rallying over here at the corner of uh, of Renard and uh, Buena Vista. Okay, so. Yeah, so there you go. There's uh, whatever 251 is, Rudy. What, uh, do do the math for me, and then okay. So so she's got to eat that up. Yeah. So she's she, you know they're wondering, and so within I think it was about I don't know 
3.30 this afternoon, the New York Times came out with a story. But wait, the New York Times, the New York Times. are friends of Michelle Lujan Grisham. Absolutely. The Rolling Stones, New York Times, they're, all, they're running all puff pieces. And this, and she this, must be just so angry. And this will go in, into that. So Senator-elect Ben Ray Lujan apparently had a call today with the Biden transition team, and he took the opportunity to take them to task for the leaks that have been coming out of the Biden camp. Wait, wait, wait. There's been more leaks coming out of Michelle Lujan Grisham than there was anything out of the Biden camp. I, I understand. Yeah, if you go to New York Times and the Biden transition, the story is there now. He was mad that they leaked, according to Ben Ray, they leaked that she had turned down the interior job just to make her look bad. My prima, you, 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 said, she, you, you, you said she had the job. You said she had the job, and we're, we're, we're fighting so hard for you in, 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 in Santa Fe, and we're doing everything you tell. We're running your Democrat agenda, and you, you went for Gina Ramondo? Can you just hear him just like... Yo, just getting worked up. Yeah, was, that, was that exact? He can't catch his breath. <laughs> Yelling over the Zoom call. Yelling over the Zoom mijo, call. Mijo, calm down. Calm down, mijo. Your cousin, she's going to get the job up in Washington. Don't worry. Don't worry. So maybe she is now. Maybe she is. But, it, 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 well, first of all, it shows just how dysfunctional it comes when you start, you know, involving the Michelle Lujan Grisham administration. Just how, you know, soap opera-esque it becomes. And, again, New Mexico looks wonderful, right? The, the only cabinet uh, potential member that has faced this much controversy in a potential Biden administration right now is Michelle Lujan Grisham. She's Miss Drama Queen everywhere she goes. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and you, you know, I mean, we were talking, I don't know, did you catch last night's broadcast? I did. Night? Some of it, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you heard this part. This was what we expected to hear from her today. I mean, she was going crazy. <laughs> Give me the job. Oh, the job. Not Washington. Not I want to be the health so uh, human services secretary. There it is. So I don't know where that where that puts her now. You've got Ben Ray complaining, and and the funny part about it is Ben Ray is complaining about leaks from the Biden campaign, and the story about him complaining about leaks actually leaks to the New York Times. So yeah. I enjoy the irony of that. And secondly, he is you know saying over and over he's mad about the leaks. So that must mean the leaks are true. And if she has been saying constantly, no one's approached me or talked to me about any job. Well, if I'm to believe the New York Times and Politico, which I, I understand is a huge grain of salt. Then she's turned down the interior job. So it is, who's lying? Is it the leakers that are lying that says she turned down this job and now here's the problem? Or is it her that's lying that says I haven't been offered any position? And I'd be interested to know. Somebody's lying. Well, she I'm can't sure. turn down a position if she hasn't been offered one. Right? Okay, so let me ask you. She's, she's a classic gaslighter. She's a classic abuser. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we know that about her personality. Do you think that she was leaking in order to push her way into the job? I so can, was she leaking to CNN? Is that more plausible that she was leaking and using her media relationships, New York Times, yeah. and all these? Okay, so she was leveraging. So when you, when, when, just to pull so back you, a little you're bit. You're the former communications yeah, director for Susanna Martinez. We, like, how would this work? How would Trip Stilnecki and the rest of that crew work in pushing? Well, it? I don't think Trip is smart enough to figure this out. But there are, are people that are smarter to do this. The, the fact of the matter is when there is a change in administration like this, there's two types of stories out there. You'll see the glowing, loving stories for um, one candidate for a job. Uh, Deborah Hadland had a nice one for Politico. Yeah. And then the question becomes, who does that come from? Does that come from Deborah Hadland or does that come from the Biden campaign? So if the Biden campaign puts that out and they say, oh, look, there's this nice story about this person we're going to nominate anyway. Sorry. I hate you. It's okay. Maybe they're, they're racing out there for it. 
And then the other part is when you see the negative ones come out, the, you know, trouble brewing for this candidate, that candidate, that's probably coming from an opponent, right? That's coming from someone who also wants to be either Secretary of the Interior, Health and Human Services Secretary. There is a lot of backbiting and infighting to get these jobs. And so when you look at something like this, there is no doubt in my mind that, you know, there could be someone. And, and granted, she wouldn't have her fingerprints directly on it, right? It would be a friend of a friend back in Washington, which I'm sure she has plenty of, that would work with the contact at CNN to say, oh, you know, people are really chattering about Michelle Lujan Grisham. You know Michelle Lujan Grisham. You know this. So CNN runs their story. The Biden campaign sees that. They said this didn't come from us, so it has to come from her. The only person who benefits from the story is her, and they feel trapped, and they feel like, okay, we're getting painted in the corner to appoint her to this job. We don't want to be painted in the corner. And then all of a sudden a story leaks to Politico saying, oh, by the way, she turned down Interior, and that really cooled her reputation with the Biden campaign. So I think we're determining um, that the Biden campaign and the people who are handling her feel that she's cancer. Well, I think there's I think definitely that, some camps that aren't on her side. Absolutely. No, I think you can just surmise it just from what you put out there yeah. is that she's pushing. She's not ready to go ahead and take the job that we did offer her. And maybe we offered that just to kind of see what type of attitude she approach it with. And people have not even introduced this whole idea. I mean, her uncle, who is a Republican, was the former Secretary of the Interior, so that would make a lot of sense. Was it her cousin or uncle? I think it was her uncle. I don't know uncle. what Manuel was in relation to I think Manuel, I think it was her, I don't know, just, just whatever. But for George W. Bush, H.W. H. Bush, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, if you if you look at this on just its face and the limited information that we know and the way that she's pushing back and saying, well, they're not really looking at me, I think we can we can say that she has her handlers who are handling her her push through yeah. uh, the front door. Now, Bingaman picked up and took off. He did. So he's gone. He was her chief of staff. He was a co-chief of staff. She had two. She used to have two. Well, regardless. I mean, yeah. he knows but, Washington, and Jeff can certainly – I work for Jeff. Up yeah, in, in, yeah. In but Jeff John, England. his son, took up and left and didn't go to um, the Biden transition. He, he's taken a job uh, with a financial firm. Really? Yeah. So he's not in, in the politics. According to the papers – he did not go – I mean, he, he took a leave of absence to help Biden transition Oh, that's stuff, more telling than anything. And then um, resigned full on as chief of staff. I mean, the, the scuttlebutt I heard there was that he wasn't really running a whole lot of things anyway, that people were kind of moving around him. So the power structure was not really – Or maybe he was just him. disinterested because he maybe. was the one who was leading the transition from Susanna to him, if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, you guys were handing the keys off to Bingaman and – he was bringing in, you know, Michelle Lujan Grisham and the rest of her crew. Is that is that about right? I, I believe so. I forgot who who led her transition. Okay. Uh, was it Jeff? Uh, but obviously, yeah, Jeff's son John, for, you know, former Senator Bingaman's son John, um, went, you know, to be a co-chief of staff there. And you know, the rumor mill that I heard was that he, you know, people were just kind of moving around him. He couldn't, you know, I I don't know if that was personal for him for any number of reasons, but that the job wasn't getting done there, and so the separation doesn't surprise me at all. And so here's the, 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 the big point that, that everyone needs to know about this. Let's say we're three, four weeks down the You've road. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talk. And no, I don't, don't worry about it. Oh, it's okay. And I don't know what's going to happen with, with President Trump's uh, legal challenges and, and everything that's going on there, not to ignore those. But let's say Joe Biden never offers Michelle Lujan Grisham anything, and she gets snubbed, left out in the cold. I absolutely guarantee you she will work extremely hard and prepare yourselves for it now to spin – 
that she loves New Mexico. This was always her first job choice. She's glad that she doesn't have to worry about Washington to get to do the job that she loves because it was only, as we all remember, 12 years ago that Bill Richardson tried to make us believe the same thing, and nobody bought it then. Wow, we got some really interesting things uh, that are that are really happening, and I think they all point to the same thing. The Michelle Lujan Grisham that we know here in the state of New Mexico is the very same Michelle Lujan Grisham that the Joe Biden transition team and the Joe Biden administration, uh, if there is indeed going to be one, at least the president-elect administration that they're putting together, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, whatever this mirage of a of a presidency. Uh, uh, the people far. they believe will someday be in a cabinet. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I believe that everybody feels the same way about Michelle Lujan Grisham. I think that these, these are all fair assessments, correct? Well, it's, and it's interesting that Ben Ray had to step in today and say, stop leaking about her, stop and, and come to her defense and and say and, and apparently the incoming chief of staff for Joe Biden, you know, lamented that those leaks had happened and essentially said, you know, felt bad about it. Right. I'll read directly from the New York Times story yes, when, when I can bring it up. Uh, give me about one minute here to to get back into it. Well, well but, we're just going to uh, hear uh, some comments this morning from Michelle Lujan Grisham. <laughs> So mean, just so mean. Nobody likes chihuahuas. So, uh, how angry? You think she slept last night? That was the first thing I, I was thinking. I was like, uh, she had to be incredibly angry because she's leveraged the entire state into this motion. She wanted. This oh yeah, job. the chips were all in for this, right? But, for her. but, but she literally used 2.1 million people in the fourth largest contiguous state in the entire country. She leveraged that into, she parlayed that into uh, what she was trying to do to go to Washington D.C. Well, uh, have you have you heard of Bill Richardson? Absolutely, did the same thing, right? Uh, everything was done just on a different time scale. Bill Richardson ran for president six years into his term instead of trying to move into a national audience just two years into their term. So this is, uh, let me see, this is from. Uh, the New York Times, Senator-elect Ben Ray Lujan of New Mexico used a private meeting on Thursday with top advisors to President-elect Joseph R. Biden to criticize the incoming administration's treatment of Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham of New Mexico, a Democrat thought to be in line for cabinet post. One day after reports surfaced that Ms. Lujan Grisham had been offered and turned down the position of Interior Secretary, Mr. Lujan rebuked the incoming White House Chief of Staff, Ron Klan, and other senior Biden officials for the leak, according to a Democrat familiar with the discussion. Um, Hispanic lawmakers have been promoting Ms. Lujan Grisham to be the Secretary of Department of Health and Human Services. Mr. Klein, the Chief of Staff, expressed regret and said such leaks were deeply frustrating. Yeah, there you go. And so it's, that, it's, that's putting it's it as nice total as, drama. It's, it's, that's putting it as nice as you possibly can. I mean, we've been involved in this shutdown here in the state of New Mexico, and there's no good reason for it given our comparison population densities, mm-hmm. infection rates, uh, she made the claim that every single person needs to be tested. But if you look at every thing that comes out of Fauci, Cuomo, Phil Murphy, it all, and Gavin Newsom, which now we're going to start talking about curfews in the state of New Mexico, sure. that's coming next. You know, you know that, yep. right? The curfews yep. are coming next. She can't look at Gavin playing with a new toy and not want one herself. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's the hospital, the overrun on the hospital. And we know that the hospitals aren't at capacity right now, given the information that I'm getting directly from the University of New Mexico uh, hospital. So she's going to play those cards all the way. Or, or Larry, at this point, given that you know she knows that she's second fiddle, she's... Uh, She's not good enough uh, for the Health and Human Services Secretary that they introduce somebody brand new. Does the Biden administration bring in somebody entirely new altogether for the Health and Human uh, Services Administration? And she decides to go ahead and stay here and mess up 
all of her old cronies, including Hector Balderas, Brian Cologne, and the rest of the Democrats, and create this uh, massive, massive power struggle on the inside. Because no doubt the conversation was made, Hector, you know what? You've got too many things uh, in your background. You shouldn't run. And let me tell you, I'll run, and then I'll step out in two years, then you can run. And now Mark and Heinrich, uh, Martin Heinrich is stepping mm-hmm. in, and now other people are stepping in, uh, running for governor. I have to tell you, I think she creates a lot more problems here for herself than if she picked up and left and went to Washington, D.C. I think people are really going to start to deal with her, including many of these Democrats who say to themselves, like, you know what, we do need to get rid of her. Because if Biden yeah. doesn't like her, they now can make, make the, uh, the, the argument that, hey, there's a reason why people don't like her, and they, they'll start talking about, about this here and start to push her out. Well, I, I think a lot of people are painting the fact that she is she's done. She's not going to have a job in Washington in a Biden administration, at least in the early. If she takes it, and, she's still second fiddle. In the early on, right. And, and so that said, um, don't uh, underestimate a politician's ability to do 180 degrees tomorrow what they swore they would never do today. And do you think the local media will help her retell that story? I think the national media will. I think, um, you know, you – you saw it with, uh, with, with Bill Richardson and Barack Obama, right? Picked him as Commerce Secretary. It was all love and hugs. And then these allegations come up. The allegations that everyone knew about, by the way. They, they weren't brand new. They weren't unveiled in any new way. But then all of a sudden, you know, and I remember I was in the cabinet room with Bill Richardson with the rest of the media the day that he announced he was pulling out. And he told us, well, this was my decision. I, I, out of the goodness of my heart, didn't want to do this because the country and, and, and blah, blah, blah. So they were able to pull that 180 and try to save face. New Mexicans obviously knew better. His, his popularity just plummeted after that. But secondly, you know, I, I, I could see it, it is not out of the realm of possibility. First of all, I'm not sure I buy into the fact that she is out of the running for anything. She may be out of the running for the things that she wants, but I, I don't believe that she could be completely out of the running. The, the absolute you know, uh, neglect of New Mexico that she did in order to push for Biden um, is, it, 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 I would argue, it has to be rewarded in some way. Now, is it going to be health secretary, which is what apparently she really wants? And is, you know, are they going to hold a press conference and say, oh, those reports were never true. You know, you can't trust leaks. You know, you can't do that. I don't, I never offered it to anyone. And then just kumbaya and get on with it, right? Maybe. Maybe that could be done. Maybe they pacify her with another position and her supporters, which she does have, with another position in the administration that they try to sell as, oh, uh, this is just as good as health secretary, but she has better understanding of this. You know, there's a lot of things that, that I'm hearing that could still happen. Don't underestimate. I mean, Joe Biden has been in Washington for 47 years. He knows how to pacify one group with something and make it look like they're really getting something when they're not. And I could see that definitely, definitely happening here. But as I said, if she gets left out in the cold, she's going to pretend that, that this is what she wanted all along. And, and she's just happy to be here, which same thing Bill Richardson did. Which is- I think she's created herself. A, uh, a complete and total horrendous mess. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think she digs herself out of this uh, very easily. Given the words that I'm hearing from people on the other side who are speaking to me and talking to me about this and the things that they're saying, um, I mean, it speaks to just this massive expectation and, you know, people are waiting in line. They're, they're waiting for their ascension, their opportunity, and they're wasting good years. I think Hector's in his late 40s. Brian Colon is in his early 50s. I mean, I think they're all just sort of dancing around this, waiting for their stab at this, and they can't wait to get her out. And you know, if you've read all the, the classic novels as if people are aspiring to something, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, back to 2,500 years ago, they used to just murder the person in front of them. 
That's the way it used to be. Oh, he, he got murdered. He got assassinated. Well, thankfully, it's it's slightly more peaceful it now. It is. Yeah, I'm slightly. not suggesting that. Remember, <laughs> I'm also using I'm, the reference for years. But, but you're right. And and let me just talk about here's a here's a figure because she trolls me on Twitter ever so often. Let's talk about the the you know the fable of Diane Dennish, right? How close did she become to becoming governor? She's still angry about it. She's still angry about it. A similar personality, similar later, everything. She yeah. is still angry about it and, and, and so bitter. And, I mean, she was, I, you know. She it, was never a high-caliber politician, though. I mean, she was always just kind of thrown and made into it. I mean, if it wasn't for Governor Bill Richardson, who I'm assuming she hated, given the stories that I've heard over mm-hmm. the years, and um, she didn't like anything about him, apparently. Um, I, I really I really think that she was never slated to, to be helped. She was... As palatable as Gary King, it's but, just somebody else that yeah, was there. But the, the 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 House of Cards you're talking about right now, when you pull one out to put it on top, uh, and and what does that do to the rest of them? Was something that we faced in 2008, right? Okay, who's Diane Dennis going to pick for who lieutenant governor? Who's going to be who? And and everybody was lined up, and then it didn't happen. Right. And I think that bred some of the resentment that that went after Richardson from inside his own base. So and there I, you go. There's the same. And, that, and that I think we change. can see that now, right? Everybody was, you know, Howie was ready for that sweet job. I'm sure Howie had talked to someone. If you look at the governor's schedule uh, that has been posted online, you'll start to see she's having more regular calls with Howie Morales. And what could that be other than maybe transition? Right. It's going to be a transition. They said they've never spoken about that. Well, and 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 that's. That's literally impossible. That's where I hope the media tomorrow, and, and, and I hope they're working on it right now, here in New Mexico, wakes up to. They won't. She has told us she has been not discussed any position with the Biden. Every leak has said she turned down Secretary of Interior, how which you, is true. How do you turn down something that you never even had a conversation about? Exactly. The place, so. Now, they're, they're going to him and haw, so maybe it was her staffers, talk to his staffers. And we both know that it's kind of like an arranged wedding, right? The staffers talk to the dads, talk to before the official proposal is made. Joe Biden is not calling to say, hey, what do you think about this? He's already calling when he knows that there's a yes on the line. They don't have Joe Biden call unless they know there's a yes on the line. If there's going to be a no, that's what the chief of staff is for. That's what the, the transition officers are for, is to make those uncomfortable calls. Um, and so maybe she's trying to say, well, Joe Biden's never talked to me about a, a staff position, or, or I've never talked directly to it, but my chief of staff has talked to his chief of staff. You know, it, it is really, I, I, I wish I could say that it is sophisticated and smart and good, but it's really like, you know, trying to ask a girl to the fifth grade dance. It is like, <laughs> hey, do you think she likes me? Go find out if she likes me, and then maybe I'll ask. And it, and it turns into that. Yeah. All right, we're here with Larry Barron, former communications director for Susanna Martinez, and not this governor, and we'll be back after the top of the hour uh, Fox News right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM, and on the web, rockoftalk.com. She is not going to Washington to see as far as I'm concerned, but we'll Big see time. what happens. Big time!
Glock salute the veterans of New Mexico by offering reduced blue label pricing on all Glock blue label handguns from Memorial Day to Veterans Day. ABQ Guns is the largest stocking blue label dealer in the state and is the only woman veteran owned firearm store in Albuquerque. For details, come into the store in the Riverside Plaza just north of Montano and Coors at abqguns.com or call 899-1144. That's 899-1144. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. You're listening to Fox News, ABQ.FM, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM 1600, KIVA, Backing the vaccine. I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. President-elect Joe Biden says as soon as Dr. Anthony Fauci says it's safe, he will take the vaccine for COVID-19. I'd be happy to do that one. Biden on CNN. Earlier today, former Presidents Obama, Clinton, and Bush said they would also get the shot. Biden also said on Inauguration Day he will ask all Americans, to wear a mask for 100 days and will order masks be worn in federal buildings and transportation centers and he will ask Dr. Anthony Fauci to stay on at the National Institutes of Health and serve as the chief medical advisor for the new administration's COVID-19 team. At the lighting of the National Christmas tree this evening, President Trump took a moment to acknowledge those who have been working on vaccines. Tonight we give thanks for all of the scientists, researchers, manufacturers, workers, and service members who have worked tirelessly to make this breakthrough possible. A vaccine from Pfizer is now being reviewed by the FDA for emergency use authorization and could gain approval as soon as next week. Most of California could be under lockdown in a matter of days. Governor Gavin Newsom said he's taking the measure as the state sees a surge in COVID cases. The threshold when a region's intensive care unit capacity falls below 15 percent. Then it will shut down for three weeks. We're looking temporary closure when the region, when the region is placed in the stay-at-home category that bars, wineries, personal services, uh, hair salons, and the like will be temporarily closed for that three-week period. California has reported more than 1.2 million cases and more than 19,400 deaths from COVID-19. The Justice Department has filed a lawsuit against Facebook accusing it of discriminating against U.S. workers, saying it favors temporary workers who hold H-1B visas. Facebook says it's cooperating and denies the allegations. America is listening to Fox News. 
Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Buonasera. Buonasera. How can I make the most of waiting for my next big vacation? Translate your questions into goals by investing with Merrill Edge Self-Directed. It's more accessible than you think, with helpful planning tools plus free online stock and ETF trades. So you can keep practicing your pronunciation. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash within reach to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. Other fees may apply. Investment products are not FDIC-insured or not bank-guaranteed and may lose value. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. If you missed a turn, there's always another turn. Take it to get back to the turn you missed. Progressive Motorcycle also presents Roadside Assistance. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The nation's highest court looking into the ongoing dispute in California over COVID-19 restrictions impacting religious gatherings. The Supreme Court has ordered a lower federal court to re-examine California restrictions on indoor religious services. Although the order leaves the California restrictions in place for now, it throws out a federal district court ruling that rejected a challenge to the limits from a Pasadena-based church, which has more than 160 churches across California. Last week, the Supreme Court split five to four in holding that New York could not enforce certain limits on attendance at churches and synagogues. California has had a sharp increase in coronavirus cases in recent weeks. In Washington, John Decker, Fox News. The Census Bureau says data irregularities in this year's headcount are affecting only a tiny percentage of the records and are being resolved as quickly as possible. The Census Bureau is supposed to turn in its figures by December 31st. They're used to determine how many congressional seats and electoral college votes that are given to each state. Another major retailer handing out bonuses this holiday season. Walmart says it's paying an additional $700 million in cash bonuses to associates in the U.S., the fourth special payout this year. It ups the retail giant's total payout to $2.8 billion for quarterly and special bonuses during the outbreak. The company saying it is in recognition of sustained commitment. While many top retailers' profits have soared during the pandemic, critics say often workers' salaries haven't kept pace. Among the outliers that Companies like Best Buy and Target, which have permanently increased minimum wages to $15 an hour and made other adjustments. Lillian Wu, Fox News. Wall Street at the close. The, ga- the Dow gained 85 points. The Nasdaq plus 27. The S&P minus two points, just short of a record high. I'm Lee Silicera, and this is Fox News. All right, putting things together as we head into the third hour. I'm going to start with the weather. I'm Rudy Grande, and I'm glad to have you with us. Looks like a decent weekend with mid-50s for our high by Saturday and Sunday. We really need that because tonight is going to be 23. Oh, that's cold. All right, right now, looks like it is 33 degrees in Taylor Ranch. Feels like 29 under crystal clear skies at Tijeras and 37 at the Rock of Talk. Coors Road southbound is going to be a little bit tight. La Orilla out to Montano. Montano looks really good, though, across the river bridge, so that's good news. And Paseo del Norte westbound, long ago, an accident. That's long gone. Traffic back to normal as you wind your way across I-25 to Coors Road. And they're starting to recover a little bit, ever so slightly. I-40 westbound at Rio Grande. They cleared the accident, but traffic still clear back to University under 35 miles an hour. 
Traffic is brought to you by Taco Tote on Central, across from the historic Highland Theater. While you can only do takeout right at the moment, look at this takeout. Twelve fresh handmade tortillas that could be flour or corn, rice, beans, cheese, chips, and salsa. And look at the meats you pick for a half a pound of the meat. Top sirloin, grilled chicken, porco lavada, beefsteak, and barbacoa. It's the family of five-meal deal, and you can see it all by going to hugetacos.com. All right, we're up to date. Now, let's dive back into the Rock and Talk. One here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA at 93.7 FM. Kiva.am, Kiva.f, excuse me, Kiva.am, ABQ.am, and ABQ.fm. Those are the three places, and all you have to do is say, hey, Alexa, play ABQ.fm, and you're good to go. Larry Barron's here, former communications director for Susanna Martinez, but now powering the future at powerthefuture.com and fighting against the uh, Energy Transition Act. and. It's still full swing ahead, uh, Larry. They're not going to stop uh, on the ETA, regardless of whether or not Michelle Lujan Grisham heads up uh, to uh, Washington, D.C. And I just have to ask you, how did she, like, so there's two pathways here, right? The Department of Energy, we knew that that's what uh, Bill Richardson did. And there's the Department of Interior, which is what uh, her uncle or cousin or whatever relation the Lujan uh, uh, family is uh, to her uh, was where her, her uncle or whatever it was. So, I mean, there's really two paths for her, and I think they could have looked at it in that way. But it seems to me that Michelle Lujan Grisham is unappealing to New Mexicans. She's unappealing to the Biden administration. But somehow, some way, she wound up uh, becoming governor of the state of New Mexico. Well, absolutely. And it's something we haven't talked about with this, is maybe the fact that um, some folks, apparently, either inside or near inside the Biden camp, aren't fans of hers is because they don't want to see that confirmation hearing. They don't want to see a potentially Republican majority uh, committee grill her about the failures of her pandemic response. We know that she has only been, you know, largely, I won't say only, but largely been on the receiving end of softball everything. You know, she doesn't get questioned on her orders. She doesn't, and, and any time that she does, I think of the jewelry incident, she just says, oh, that was, uh, that's an inaccurate story. 
without ever having to point out how it was an inaccurate story. And so when she faces real scrutiny, there's a lot of wilting that takes place on the part of the governor. Maybe the Biden team knows that. And, and if she's at a, a cabinet-level position and has to face you know, Republican senators who aren't going to be her friends and just uh, power puff that, you know, I, I think they're worried about how that would look like. Because when she has to stand on her record as to what has actually gotten done, um, it is not a, a pretty thing. It's not pretty when it comes to COVID. New Mexico's in the middle of the pack for COVID deaths, but not in the middle of the pack for the economic de- devastation and not in the middle of the pack for the draconian lockdowns. And so when you put those factors together, it's something that she has never really had to answer for. And she would have to do that, in, especially if she was a health secretary, in a confirmation hearing. But to your point, let's take a look at those two positions real sure. quick. You have Interior, which is a, a large department. It covers a ton. And right. two big things that it, it covers, is, as you know, is the National Park Service is one. Right. But a big one for New Mexico is the Bureau of Land Management is in Interior. And so she could potentially stop all new drilling, uh, as Biden has wanted to do, on federal lands if she were an Interior Secretary. Deborah Hadland could do that, too, right? They'll just stop issuing permits. You don't need to pass it through Congress. You don't need to do any of that stuff. They'll just say, yeah, go ahead and send us your permits. We're not going to okay them. And that immediately stops. I mean, they could do that day one. At that point, does Texas secede? Does North Dakota secede? Does, I mean, you start having those types of conversations. Those are very real conversations if the Department of Interior tries to assert itself over the, you know, uh, unbelievable output that comes from the Permian Basin, yep. that comes from North Dakota. I mean, that's the type of pushback. And, you know, given what oil prices did this year and the number of people that have emigrated, EMI, uh, out of New Mexico going to Texas mm-hmm. and other places – and I don't know how many, what are we at, 30 drills, uh, even that now? It's, it's not where we want it to be, for sure. Production is, is looking up, the price is looking up, but it is, is not where we want it to be. But you're right, Texas, and, and Texas is, I'll, I'll say, absolutely fortunate. They don't have a lot of federal land right. in Texas, and so it's private, so BLM doesn't have a lot of sway over what Texas But here they do. would, which would allow Here they them. would. Alaska, like they would. North 90s. Dakota, yeah. they would. All these states. So you're going to see Attorney General Sue, and you're going to see it wrapped up. But that's all, you know, in the meantime, while that's figured out, then the AOCs of the world are winning, and energy workers and New Mexicans are losing their jobs, right? While this gets hammered out in court, companies have to spend money on lawyers to take it to court, fight the government on it. And then, you know, in the meantime, that give that a year, two years, the, the prices is going to go up for New Mexicans for gas, which is what the leftists want anyway, and then they're going to be losing jobs left and right in the energy sector, which we're already doing here in New Mexico. We're at the lowest point right now if, of energy jobs than we've been since, wait for it, the Bill Richardson administration in wow. over a decade. Wow. And so, and that is Michelle Lujan Grisham's doing. So that would be, you know... An After interior... a fantastic administration when it came to oil and gas uh, with mm-hmm. Susanna Martinez. Yeah, and I mean, she was handed a large part because of oil and gas. Uh, uh, you know, Michelle Lujan Grisham... $2.1 billion? Yeah, uh, handed what was probably the biggest surplus in the yeah. history of the state of New Mexico. There's never been that type of transition. It's gone today. Yeah. The jobs are gone today. We're... It was gone within a year. Yeah. First year. Yeah. And plus a tax uh, increase uh, on top of that. Exactly. Let's just kind of of uh, massage all the news uh, for the day and get people up to date on other things that are happening because it's all going to come back to the same uh, cause of everything, the cancer, and that is, of course, Michelle Lujan Grisham and what she's creating uh, here in the state of New Mexico. The New Mexico uh, Activity Association, you heard that. I did. Uh, And you had to be taken aback. You are the father of how many? Five. Five children, uh, ages... Uh, my Top oldest, to bottom. Just, my just, oldest just turned 18. Okay. So technically only four now because one needs to be moving out of the house. I'm kidding, sweetheart. You don't have to move out oh, yet. Oh, but, but the, yeah, uh, five, or excuse me, uh, my youngest, <laughs> they're going to be mad that I had to think about this. My youngest is six, 
and my oldest is 18. And they're taller than you. Yeah. Several of them are yeah, taller uh, than you. Yeah, three-fifths are taller than me now. Wow, yeah. that's kind of amazing. And, uh, Larry, I know you You know, being a good father, being very conscientious, you got to feel for these uh, parents who have children who are trying to compete at the athletic level, uh, who are doing stuff in I'm livid. Two, two seasons, baseball. What are you hearing out there I'm livid. from people uh, that uh, your children were going to school with? It, it, it is absolutely... Um, I'm going to try to say it without getting emotional. It is absolutely soul-crushing. It is the worst part of what the governor has done to this state. I was uh, communications director for the public education department, not under Michelle on Grisham. I remember when the teachers' unions got mad that they we dare evaluate them by how much students are learning, and it was front page every day, every day, every day. This yeah, administration never even confirmed Hannah Skandera. Yeah, this administration has literally lost 12,000 kids. That's, a, that's just in Albuquerque. Yes, that's 30,000 statewide. That's half of any grade in New Mexico, you, when you, or, or more than half if it comes to high school. Imagine half of New Mexico's senior class just being lost, and that's the equivalent of what of, – and they don't, they don't have a plan. She doesn't get asked about it. She doesn't have to be accountable for it, and it is just – to their credit, the media pointed out that it's there, but it, it should be a daily story. Where are these kids? What is going on? And to your point, maybe some of them have been able – there's mobility, and their parents moved, and they just didn't tell the state. They said, goodbye, we're out, and, and okay, maybe that's it. There's no way for 12,000 kids – I mean, you. We are looking at with NMAA. What did they push it back to? Uh, February. February first, but it won't happen. It, uh, it, 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 it won't it's already happen. there because we won't be in yellow. I mean, what? I think San Miguel County went to yellow today or something like that. There's like it's what, an entire five thousand people there. Yeah, it's an entire year of law. If you take it to February, it's an entire year of lost schooling in New Mexico. An entire year. What? What? It is. Pure, absolute, unadulterated madness. Even Fauci says kids should be in school. Great Barrington said everyone says the kids should be in school. Why are we sitting here on December, was it, 3rd, 4th, and not talking about the plans to return to school in January? Why? Oh, because we have to, the senator-elect for the state of New Mexico has to worry about getting a job for his governor and talking to the Biden administration about that. That's our, I'm not going to curse, that's our priorities right now. It is uh, uh, to watch what these uh, Democrat cowards got worked up for in the Susana Martinez administration, and then to watch them now stay enablingly quiet as the state is just turned into it, it, the, the tragic tragedy that it will become. Make no mistake, the governor has looked only to one side of her equation. She has laser focused and and looked at only one side in a vacuum to the neglect of everything else that's that's happening. Every small business closing, everybody losing a job, every lost student, every lost uh, day of learning, everything that is important. I I can tell you, and I'm not I'm not going to tell you that it's me personally, but I have a friend who has kids that are A and B students when they're in school. They are D and F students today. It is tragic and. The the DNF students now in the worst school system in the country, and, no less. And it is, I, I mean, it borders uh, in my mind on criminal neglect of these students. If I had, as a parent, just pulled my kid out and missed ten days, I'd get a letter from the district attorney saying, "Why aren't you? Why aren't you in school? Why isn't this a priority?" That was the whole system that was put in place. Remember? I yeah. Mean, if your kid isn't in, in class by eight oh five, they're running to the office, and who's absent today? And your phone's ringing at eight oh six. Yeah. 
and 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 that's the way it, you know it, it, every parent was geared to to have it be. But now we can lose twelve thousand kids, and nobody cares. That's right. They don't care. There was no mention of it in the special session. Every Democrat lawmaker should be have to be held to account for how many kids in your district are lost, how many people in the, your district have lost jobs. But no, they do not get any type of scrutiny at all. This is the most government interference that has disrupted our lives in many of our lifetimes. But not just our young children, of course, our cultural outings as well. Yeah. Uh, we look at uh, what was uh, canceled, uh, Farolitos uh, down at uh, Old Town. We have uh, all the biopark uh, stuff, everything that's happened near the zoo, all the, uh, the Festival of Lights uh, that they had. Um, Thanksgiving was canceled. You were told not to have gatherings, I believe, more than five people at that time. Were we, were we at ten? It was, it, you weren't supposed to be without anyone outside five, your house. Five, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so five people. Um, and then there's, you know, we canceled Easter, the pilgrimage to Santuario de Chimayo. Probably the first time in 320 years that it had ever been canceled or people didn't do that. You're standing um, in line for food exactly. in New Mexico. Uh, and now they just uh, canceled the Los Indígenas de Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe. Uh, Father Valentine Janikowski uh, down in uh, Dona Ana County uh, said, according to the board of directors, the pilgrimage had taken place for 110 years straight. Faithful Catholics even chose to climb Tortugas Mountain barefoot as a sacrifice to the Virgin Mary. That was canceled and, and literally said they couldn't do it because uh, because of the governor's uh, edicts that have come down. Help, help Every me, single thing. Help me understand the, this logic. Because I, 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 sorry, I don't know. But I assume that's a pilgrimage. You're walking outside yes. um, to a location. You can be as far or as close to people as you want as you do that. That is absolutely prohibited under the governor's orders. But you standing in line with 150-plus people outside of Walmart for over an hour is perfectly acceptable. That's a minor inconvenience, according to the governor's office. Lots of for sale signs in Knob Hill. Color-coded, tiered guidelines go into effect. Uh, I believe you have uh, pretty much every business on Knob Hill shuttered uh, for the most part. I don't even know what's open over there. I've driven through there. It's a ghost town. I haven't been through Knob Hill in forever. I yeah, I mean, it's just, you've been through there before. I have, course. yeah, uh, absolutely. It's usually bustling. <clears throat> was bustling until about uh, once Tim Keller came in. And uh, when Tim, once Tim Keller came in and the number of violent crimes, including uh, the shooting of a University of New Mexico yeah. baseball player yeah. um, right there, at the main part, I think it's uh, Richmond and Central, like the main part, main and main of, of Knob Hill. as you, The crossroads the of Knob Hill. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he wasn't even going to come out until... I pushed him on getting that film out, and I put that out absolutely everywhere. It's like, oh, we know who did it, and we know that the guy fired an, an, an AK-47 at police not three months before, but because of the Arnold assessment tool and the district attorney, there you go. The, the guy's out there. Oh, our guys are out there running again. I called 911, uh, by the way, at the top of the hour several times. Uh, got hung up on twice, and then finally uh, it was ringing, and it says, uh, Calling 911. This is, you know, whatever it, yeah. it tells me. And then I got a call. Oh, there it is. You hear them outside. There they go. It's absolutely ridiculous where we live. We live in literally one of the worst cities in the country. And they all got their lights right on me in the studio. Like, look outside. No, go, go look outside. Go, walk outside. Yeah, and... Larry's going to give a report. Uh, You're trying to make them believe on you, right? So they can see you. <clears throat> yeah, so they can fire into this, too. They're not going to do that. Uh, Rudy, you still there? Rudy, you still 
All right, let's check on uh, weather and traffic with Rudy Grande. All right, and as we put things together, starting with the weather, it's just going to be such a cold night. 23 are expected low, and looks like the 50s by the time we get to the weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. That's the good news. Right now, 32 degrees in St. Pius, 35 in Tanawan, and 35 at the Rock of Talk. The good news is the accident on I-40 has recovered totally now. Is that accident at Rio Grande totally off the freeway, and you're finally off the brakes from, uh, looked like Carlisle, all the way across the Big Eye and to the west side. So that's good news. If you're getting off of I-25 northbound at Alameda, get ready. There may have been a stall or a minor accident there because that trend or that off-ramp is sold out. But, you know, once you get on Alameda, smooth sailing all the way to the west side. Well, this uh, traffic report is brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. Amazing Grace is really great people ready to help everybody who needs household services, mobile assistance, meal preparation, and they'll help with cognitive assistance as well. Great people at Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. Go ahead and give them a call by going online to homecare.theplaceilike.com. And with that, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. this rain well uh, this rain of terror that is coming from our governor on businesses on people and the overall psyche of the state of uh, new mexico i love those lyrics right there i went down virginia seeking shelter from the storm caught up in the fable i watched the tower grow five-year plans and new deals wrapped in golden chains and i wonder and i wonder who will stop the rain and i think at this point with what we have uh, the hand that we have been dealt it's up to new mexico to decide to go ahead and uh, flip the table uh, in this poker game and uh, and start to draw. Uh, it really is because we're getting cheated. They're playing with a stacked deck, and there's nothing that we can do. It's sort of like, uh, you know, we're Michelle Lujan Grisham's size, and she's fighting Andre the Giant. She's Andre the Giant at this point. Um, we're just swinging and swinging, and uh, we don't have uh, anything left in us. There's not much left for the state. You've heard already, Larry, people are picking up and moving away. Uh, going RM was suggesting is going to go to Queen Creek or Hamilton High. I mean, a lot of people are just, you know, I, I can't afford for my children to be DNF students um, at whatever school that they're they're, they're going to. I can't uh, uh, cancel another Christmas, cancel another Thanksgiving, cancel another Easter. I mean, we can't sit here and do everything that the government tells us to do. But we have to remember, there's a reason why we're like this. This city, this state was built by the government. I mean, these are tools of the government. The people who are the PhDs and where they work and 
and what they do, they're happy to do the bidding of the government. These are the same very people who are happy to go to La Fonda Hotel and go get educated on uh, what was that racism uh, th- I, I called it the see I told you you were racist uh, <laughs> uh, training. Yeah, yeah. and, and they, these people were getting gaslighted, and these are the, some, some of the most educated people in the world, and they believe everything that they're told. And uh, it, it just seems like the people of the state of New Mexico believe everything that they hear uh, on TV, and that's really sad. But one guy isn't, and other people aren't, and there's been pushback from the Los Lunas uh, priest. There's another priest uh, here who is referring it to as the, the China virus. Uh, it's going to take that level of civil disobedience uh, from the leadership just the same way they do it. What do they do? When I say they, the liberals, the socialists, the communists, what do they do? They install teachers, they install clergy, they install various people so that they can start to educate, right? If you look at all the the professors at the University of New Mexico, 98% of them are liberal. They know who they're hiring and they know how to change culture. And they're totally patient about how to do it. And then when they strike, they strike at the most opportune time, which happened to be in this particular case, 2020. Be prepared for a civil war for the next four years, folks. Uh, There may not be a bullet exchange. There may not be uh, any blood drawn. But let me tell you, there's going to be this silent whimper of your freedoms uh, going away. And if you don't stand up for them now, you never will. Uh, This is literally the removal of your life. In fact, one guy told me, uh, Larry, he says, if you're not willing to keep your business open, just shut it down now, pick up and move, or just give it over to the government at this point, because there's no way that you can survive here in the state of New Mexico. Well, and it's, you know, I, I, think, I think a lot about this. If someone had told you on March 20th, when we were a week into this, like, hey, did you know you're going to have to give this up? Do you know you're going to have to give up your kid's education? Did you know you have to give up your job? Did you know you have to give up your neighbor's job? Did you know that we're going to have record unemployment? And did you know that there is going to be, at the end of this, people who still have the luxury of collecting a paycheck, lecturing those who are scraping by to survive. Now, and, and let's just, sorry, I'm going to go on a little tangent sure, on the please. side. Let's just look at this most recent legislative session. They took credit for money that Donald Trump sent to New Mexico. Didn't at once say, you know, we're grateful for the leadership in the federal government that has done this. And they're going to send $1,200 checks to families who have exhausted their unemployment. That means you, because of these lockdowns, you have been on unemployment for so long that you have exhausted it. Here's $1,200. Now, I'm not going to bemoan. And that, and that may actually get cut out. There's some late news on that. Go yeah, ahead. and I'm not going to bemoan $1,200. I'm not going to you know, uh, say that that's not enough. But you, this is how, when I, when I started, you know, when, when I was here started today, I said they think of themselves as a different class than you. They have sent you a $1,200 check, and they think the problem is fixed. They think it's like, well, it's a good thing that we've done that, and that will be the response to why is our unemployment so high? Why are people suffering? Why do people not have food on the table? Why can't they? Well, we sent them $1,200. Is that, is that what it's worth for you to give up your way of life is the 1200 bucks? And I know the vote was bipartisan, and I know help is, is needed. I'm not bemoaning that, but what I'm saying is – they don't see it as a stopgap. They, They're okay with They not, see it as, as I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but, no, no. but they see it as assuaging their guilt for what they have done to you, and now they can go on with their lives. Michelle Lujan Grisham makes more than that in a single paycheck. She has not given up a single paycheck, while over 100,000 New Mexicans have lost theirs. To go over the top of what you were saying, they're okay to go ahead and, and forego uh, any – opportunity to make three, four, five, ten times that much, $12,000, right? 
if they don't have to work and get the $1,200. And then they'll say, well, the government took care of me. For some reason, that's part of our mentality here in the States. And that same type of exchange isn't happening in Texas or Utah or North Dakota, where people want to make as much money as they possibly can. For some reason, because of the cost of living and other things uh, that are here, uh, Larry, it just seems like with that opportunity cost to go ahead and, and push back and say, oh, you know what, I don't want that money. They they don't do it. They just say, no, I'll take the money. <laughs> How long do I get it for? Yeah, and, and well, but it, it, it is, I mean. If you're going to try universal basic income, this is the best state to try to do it. Yeah, and, and that's exactly it, right? And that's why I was so fascinated by the conversation with Greg Zanetti and, and talking about, you know, the ways that things can be manipulated. When you allow, and, and this is Republican, Democrat, I don't care if you're the most liberal socialist person listening to us right now, you should fear this because the fact of the matter is when you allow government into more and more control, then the government can then play games with that control. They can play political games. You're not saying what we want to say. We're not doing what you want to do. And yeah, right now, socialist is probably really happy for you because the people you like are running things. That will not be forever. Imagine, you know, you know, if Donald Trump were in charge then of your universal basic income, how would you feel about that? Wouldn't it be better then to have? You think he was more, screwing you? Yeah, you would. And wouldn't it be better then to have more self determination? more self-reliance on your part and remove the government from the equation. But no, we are I, – I, I really wonder if New Mexicans, if they had known it would be this bad, hopefully at the end of the lockdowns. I don't know if we're at the end yet. If it would have been this bad um, uh, at the beginning, if they would have tolerated it. But I, I have I, to be no, honest. I, I think they would have absolutely tolerated it. Well, I think and that's, you, I'm worried I, you're right. Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, the resiliency – of uh, some New Mexicans doesn't translate to a majority of New Mexicans. We thought it did. We thought we were going to see that happen uh, here in 2020, but we're okay to go ahead and take the money from the government. Look at the level of dependency. Look at the number of illegal immigrants who get SNAP benefits. In fact, uh, I put that out today. Oh, it was happy birthday to uh, Deborah Holland yesterday. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, yeah, turned, I, I, uh, I didn't. Six, the uh, 6 you didn't get didn't, them. That didn't pop up my calendar. It must, uh, you must have donated money to her. That's the only reason you know. Is that yeah, right? exactly. You get the right. personal call? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not the Darren White of Talk Radio where I donate $13,500 to, uh, to Michelle Lujan Grisham. No, I, I led uh, the Daily Blast today, and um, it's uh, a little thing from the weakest link. It says, who thought the bar exam was about making cocktails? And then on the bottom it has Deborah Holland at the at the bottom, <laughs> you know, because she didn't pass the bar. It's like, it was perfect. Like, I didn't get one response from this whole entire thing. Um, but to, to that point, yeah. this is a quote from Deborah Holland. It's, it's clever stuff. I work hard on this. Okay. I, don't know, I, just want I, to... I know. I know. You but crafted it beautifully. I like it. You would love it. Trust I, I, me. I, I, I'm I know. Sorry, it didn't come across my feet. I don't. Damn it. I think Facebook is trying to keep us apart. Oh, not on Facebook. We don't, don't, don't do the Facebook thing. Well, I, where did you do this? This, this is a www.rockoftalk.chat. Chat. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to chat it up, baby. Get rid of that Facebook. Get rid of that Twitter. Shut it down. Snap it. This is uh, Deborah Holland. Snap benefits, you're going to love this. Uh, this might, uh, you might take this and run the rest of the show with this. Snap benefits help local economies because the benefits are spent at local grocery stores with locally grown and locally made products. I remember many years ago, while on food stamps, I advocated for the benefits to be spent at local farmers markets, a move that has helped local economies even more. Literally. <laughs> I mean, it's like she took the, the statement from 2019 and just said, oh, yeah, rerun it. They won't even notice. 
right? Does she not know that we don't have any small businesses left anymore? Does she not know that local super? I mean, drive past the wall. I mean, she never will. But just in but, the classic economic understanding, yeah. taking money from the G line and sticking it in local economies oh, yeah. and money well, that isn't actually generated, you can't keep creating money. For the sake of creating money, oh, yeah. if you don't have enough, it's input. like standing in a bucket and trying to lift it. <laughs> exactly, it is. <laughs> I've done that once, once before, a long it, time ago. It, it, it's no, well. Here's something that will uh, further enrage you. Yeah. Did you remember? Um, about, and it was signed, and and I had a little fun on Saturday with uh, the governor's office on this. I, bu- I believe I had fun with the governor's office. Uh, this was supposed to be Small Business Saturday. You were supposed to shop tax free. This last Saturday, what? the there, Saturday. Are there still small businesses in New Mexico? Exactly right, and and in years wow. past, there's been. And I was proud to to advocate for that bill when Susana Martinez was in office, and Luhan Grisham, uh, early on March seventh of this year, I believe, put out a press release saying, "Hooray, we're going to do this. We've extended another five years. This is great for small businesses. Very similar to Deborah Holland's comment. Great for local businesses. Wonderful." And then it rolled around, not a single announcement about it. And I took to Twitter and I said, hey, does anyone remember it's Small Business Saturday or do we just not have any small businesses left? 25 minutes later, the governor's office tweets out, don't forget it's Small Business Saturday. <laughs> and it's uh, blah, blah, blah. It was tax-free Small Business Saturday. But they didn't care because you're supposed to lock down and stay home. They're still waiting for you up in Santa Fe for you to tell the entire state what to do. I mean, it was. Are they? They literally get notifications that Larry Barons is tweeting. I, I all I know is I posted it, and 20 minutes later they were like, "Oh, here, yeah, it's Small Business Saturday. Don't forget, support your small businesses." How we're supposed to stay home? We're we're, we're supposed to stay home and and not do anything and be under this lockdown. How are we going to support small businesses? And oh yeah, it's supposed to be tax free, but you know that it, it just is another one of those things that just absolutely gets brushed by. Nobody notices. Media didn't notice. I know they were alerted about it. Media didn't care, didn't notice, don't even mark the passage of these things. It is because that they have uh, just complete blinders on to any of the disastrous consequences years from now. Oh, but hey, they, tent companies, they're, they're, they're hitting it out of the park right now. They see businesses boom as restaurants turn to outdoor seating. Like, this is this is a silver lining. Oh yeah, uh, Walmart, Amazon Someone's making some are, are handing out Walmart, bonuses. Seven hundred million dollars in great, bonuses. Great, great. They're handing out bonuses. I don't begrudge anyone making money, but I can tell you the small business owners I know are would be happy to keep their doors open, much less handing over bonuses. And so I, I, I know I'm preaching the choir, but someday in the near future, year from now, two years from now, three years from now, they're going to look at the absolute devastation caused. By these lockdowns. I don't think so. And they're going to say that it just wasn't worth it. No, I don't think so. I think they're going to be happy that we have the Energy Transition Act, that businesses uh, were shut down. They weren't doing uh, any good anyway. We're a little bit safer. Uh, we're going to continue to keep our six feet of distance. I mean, this is the new norm, and they want this. This is all about their agenda, as you were listening yeah. before. Agenda 2030, uh, the sustainable uh, development uh, uh, angle. And look at the states that have actually recently asked for more money from the federal government. New Mexico, Alaska, Colorado, Maryland, New York City are all among the areas that have injected fresh rounds of assistance over the past two weeks. Where do you think they get the money from? The federal government. They'll just print that money. You know, This is like a third world country. We just print money. And it's something that, that again, I know the local media knows about, but you're not reporting on it. It was, uh, uh, I'm going to go get a little energy weedy a little bit here. Sure. But at, at the end of September, the governor participated virtually in a press conference uh, with the U.S. Climate Alliance, Michael Bloomberg's special group, as she was there with the California governor, the Washington governor, and another governor that I didn't recognize, I think, because he was behind a mask. And they asked her about uh, coal-fired plants. 
and just general coal-fired plants. And what did she say? She said, you know, we have one up at the Four Corners. I'd love to tell you that it's closed today, but it's about a year out, that antiquated way that they generate electricity. She would love to tell you that hundreds of New Mexicans are out of a job, but unfortunately she has to wait a year to kill those jobs. What kind of governor would be able to politically survive saying, I would love to tell you, I mean, take, take, take any industry in the Only state. Only her because of the media Let, Let's insert up. any industry. I'd sure. love to tell you the Hollywood industry is closed in New Mexico. I'd love to tell you that the national defense industry is closed in New Mexico. I'd love to tell you that the military. If any governor said those things, there would be a tremendous political price to pay. But she's insulated by the enablers in the legislature, the enablers in the media, who just stay quiet as she ruins our state because she's, quote-unquote, on their team. He's Larry Barron's PowerTheFuture.com. I think you absolutely nailed it. Uh, did you see the uh, P.J. Wilhelm article talking about how illegal uh, aliens could actually get some of that federal money that was coming in? Yeah, Two you point, knew that was, yeah. Yeah, $2.5 million. I, I knew that you had known something about it. That those who qualified got $2,000 per family. Uh, now they're coming out. Uh, the New Mexico lawmaker says federal aid is being uh, misused. That's Zach Cook, uh, who voted against the state's financial deal. But then you got Damian Lara, who was probably the most liberal of all the congressional District 1 candidates. Do you remember him? I do. Yeah, and uh, just how uh, fervent he was, anti-Trump and uh, anti-Wall and everything. And he says, I really do think it was unfair that the federal government to a left out, and he's talking about illegal immigrants, out of so many of the most needy families here in the city of Albuquerque. They don't care. They don't care whether or not they're citizens, non-citizens, or who that money is for. It's like, oh, no, it's for them. It's not for the other families out there who are working and trying to make ends meet, but because you know they're, they were furloughed or they were laid off or fired in, in some cases because the business was shut down altogether, uh, that's where the money should go first is for those people. Yeah, when it comes to their need to create dependency, they don't see any any uh, markers at all. They want to create as much dependency in as many communities as they can. If they really cared, would they be happy that they're standing outside? I mean, what's the temperature outside now? Freezing, 32 degrees? And if they're, I assume there's a line at Walmart that some of those folks that they're saying that they're in, again, they've gone back to their homes and, and to, in the governor's case, the state and the residence where I don't, I've looked at her schedule. I don't see where there's two hours set aside to go stand in line at Walmart. So apparently someone must be doing it for her, but they they don't care about the families to that degree, right? They just have that soundbite that says, "Oh, well, we sent them twelve hundred bucks." That's uh, problem solved, problem fixed. Let's talk about the oil and gas uh, workers right now. The article uh, out in the Center Square. Can you tell me a little bit about Center Square? We see so much writing about New Mexico in the Center Square. Is there a reason? Yeah, I think they're they're a group that has been they're they're a journalistic entity. I shouldn't say a group. They're a journalistic ent- entity that is in. I want to say 20-plus states. I mean, just looking at their webpage, if you go, I think it's to thecentersquare.com. There's an article or two a week on New Mexico. Yeah, they, there's uh, about 20-plus states where they're turning out articles, um, you know, in, in local media. And I would argue it's in response to broken media in a lot of places where okay. there are stories that, that aren't getting done. But they, I've talked with them. I've reached out to them. They reach out to me for, for comments. Um, they, I recently did an interview with them about um, the governor's free college plan going underwater. Yeah, you can't no more no free college. Yeah, and so that literally lasted a year just talking about it, and nobody got free college under her plan ever. No, because she killed the industry, right? Well, she's telling Gavin Newsom, "I can't wait till this place is closed." She's promising free college that would have been funded by places like that that she's trying to close. But it turned into votes. It did. 
That's all. That's all we need. Hey, don't you know we have a free college, even though it's free colleges will never get. And not even it was all about the national brand, right? right? Building up her national profile. The article even said to NBC's credit, probably because they were mad they didn't get exclusive. The governor ran to the New York Times to tell them this announcement. Did it say that? Yeah, it did in the wow. NBC News article. Yeah. Well, there you go. And, I, I didn't. I didn't catch that when you said that last time. Did you say that last? No, time? no. And so wow. Yeah. Here we are. We have to wait. You have to wait for the good stuff inside the key. You have to wait until six forty-two. We you save the good stuff for the. We keep it going to the end, man. Uh, it, Champions pedal downhill, Eddie. Oh, Larry, uh, I love you. I love having you here, um, and uh, I like it when you and Dowd are here, uh, especially oh, uh, with, with each other. I think you guys uh, do a, a great job of uh, holding the fort down. I think uh, maybe maybe you guys want to do your own show for a day or two. I think that might be uh, in the works. Absolutely. I think you're, you're ready. To, you can run the board here. I can. You, you can. I can. All right. I'm just going to turn to turn it over. I've been called in, in many radio stations. Not many, like three or four. You know, no. the button monkey extraordinaire is what they call me. Butt monkey. Wow. Button, button monkey. Oh, button. Yes. Monkey. Let's uh, you, you let's be clear. And Bob's your uncle. You did that for <laughs> a reason. I know you. Uh, you, you did that. You yeah. Did that. The Friday night back when we back, uh, story time with Larry. We used to have high school sports on Friday nights, kids, and people would gather together. Those play by play, baby. And, and communities would come together, and you know your team would travel out of town and. To be on the local radio, someone had to stay and operate the board, and that was, that was you. your friend, the Uncle switches. Larry. Yeah, you loved it, man. Yeah. That's when radio was radio. Yeah. All right, folks. See you tomorrow, Friday edition here in the Kiva on AM sixteen hundred KIVA ninety three point seven FM. The web, the app, rockoftalk.com. Sign up now, www.rockoftalk.chat. That's www.rockoftalk.chat. Thanks, everybody, for being here. The song for all of New Mexico right now. There must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief.